0: Hey guys, before we get started today, just wanted to uh, let you all know that this is actually going to be a two-part podcast um, that I recorded uh, over this past weekend, um, which was uh, April 11th. Um, yeah, so this is a two-parter, uh, all NFL, really excited about it. I know we don't really get to dive into the NFL as much as we would like to, but I feel like we do a pretty good job of it here on this, uh, this little two-part series. Part one, Obviously, we'll be releasing today, uh, April 16th, and then part two will be coming out tomorrow, Friday, April 17th. So uh, just want to give you guys something to listen to, you know, enjoy over the weekend, maybe catch up for the NFL draft, which is occurring uh, exactly. First round starts exactly one week from today, which would be Thursday, April 23rd. So hope you guys enjoy as we continue to make the most of this quarantine.
1: what's up guys welcome to the in the huddle podcast as you guys know i'm your host chad larson unfortunately ethan is not able to make it with us on this episode however i do have a treat for you guys um one of my good friends first off we're making we're making history here on in the huddle right now um the first guest we've ever had on the show we've got my my friend my good friend uh jonathan Ryder, is with us today john why don't you go ahead and say something to the people
2: Hey, everybody. Um, It's a pleasure being here. It's an honor, Uh, and I'm really excited to talk about some football today.
1: All right, cool. Sounds good. Um, Like I said, guys, we're making history. This is our first guest. It's also actually our first podcast that we have ever done on the road. So I can't disclose where we are, but we are in a remote location (laughs) right now, uh, friendly to where Jonathan is. So, with that being said, uh, we've actually got a, a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Um, we're doing all football today, um, talking NFL draft, NFL free agency, trades, um, pretty much everything you can think of in the world of football. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and get right into it. Sound good with you, boss?
2: Absolutely. Let's get rolling.
1: All right. Where, where a better place to start than with the <coughs> trades that have been made this offseason, I guess? Um, there's a, there's a laundry list of them, so I'm going to go ahead and let you, let you pick. Which one do you want to start with? Why
2: don't we start with the big one?
1: Okay. Why don't we start, okay. You
2: know, DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona?
1: I feel you. Hey, I'm not one who likes to keep secrets, so I'll go ahead. We can go ahead and start with that one. We are good there. So, for those of you that don't know, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, wide receiver for the Houston Texans, or was a receiver for the Houston Texans, he was traded along with a 2024th round pick. Uh, to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson, a 2020 second-round pick, and a 2021 fourth-round pick. Initial thoughts? Go ahead. Look, hit, let, me, let me hear them. Boom. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. don't
2: know what Houston was thinking about this. Okay. And I guess Houston is a prime example as to why you have a head coach and, and a general team. manager. Who are
1: two different people. Absolutely. Checks and balances. Yep. Right? Yep.
2: General managers are looking at the future of the franchise. They're not just looking to win now. Yeah. And what makes me think, Chad, I'll be honest, are you telling me that there's not a single team in the NFL that wouldn't cough up...
0: A first-round pick?
2: For DeAndre
1: Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah, no, for, for sure. For sure. I think they're... Are probably a laundry list of them, especially, I mean, we're going to get into some of the other guys that got traded for first-round picks, another receiver later. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you mean to tell me DeAndre Hopkins, who around the league is pretty much considered the best, if not one of the best in the whole game, um, and you can't get any type of first-round pick for him? Like, I mean, even if you just look at the the teams that have picks, you know, at the end of the first round, I mean, you're telling me... You're telling me that Green Bay wouldn't give up something, wouldn't give up a first-round pick.
2: That's the first team that comes into my mind. Yeah. the Green Bay Packers. Yep. they are in desperate need to give some help to Devontae Adams. Yeah, exactly. They have a a late first-round pick. Yep, which is better than whatever second-round. Yeah, pick I say, is offering. Yeah, I was just
1: say just off principle first-round pick. It. And then yeah. yes,
2: we're gonna talk about Stefan Diggs and how he got it first. Uh-huh. But I, I understand maybe shipping it. From, to another conference. I, yep. I understand that. Like I, the Bills played the Houston Texans last year in the playoffs. Yeah, they did. So you don't want to see that guy again. Yep,
1: no doubt. No doubt. You, you don't want him to come the, back and bite you.
2: But You can't tell me that the Green Bay Packers... But,
1: but my thing to, to me, because you, you hear that argument a lot in other sports as well about, well, I don't want to trade him within the conference. Mm-hmm. To me, that's so overblown. Because like, if, you, you if you're the GM, you just go with who gives you the best stuff. Sure. Like, I mean, because that's when you take all the bias out of it. That's the easiest way for you to get the best package back is to eliminate all the bias from the pick or from from the package that you're receiving. So I definitely feel like there are probably I mean, I know off air we were talking about, you know, I mean, just just looking at even the AFC teams. You're telling me a Tennessee wouldn't give up a first wouldn't give up the 29th pick to to get a guy who is a legitimate number one receiver. You know, you're telling me Baltimore wouldn't give... I mean, their biggest need is receiver. 49ers. Yeah, exactly. Any of these teams, they wouldn't give up a first-round pick to go get a a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who, like we said, is one of the best receivers in the game.
2: But let's digress here. This is the same guy, right? Yeah. Uh, Houston head coach.
1: Bill, Bill O'Brien. O'Brien, let's just let's just go ahead and same man. guy
2: that traded. Two firsts.
1: <laughs> for Laramie Mitunso. For a,
2: in the second yeah. for Laramie Tunso, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the that's the thing is when you combine it with the stuff that he's done in the past, mm-hmm. it makes even less sense as to why he traded uh, or, or as to why he only could get a second and a fourth round pick. And really, I don't. I wouldn't even count the fourth-round pick because you're just swapping, you're swapping a fourth this year for a fourth next year. You think so.
2: GM Stephen Kimes over there in Arizona isn't laughing at oh. an amateur like Bill O'Brien? <laughs> like, See, I, really? Like, this contract? Yeah, I'm going to be honest.
1: I'm not even the biggest Steve Kimes guy, but he, he is laughing <laughs> at the bank right now on Bill O'Brien. <laughs> He is laughing at the bank on him.
2: And it's because you don't want to give DeAndre Hopkins a pay raise, right? That's what yeah, came I out. I was gonna
1: say. I think as DeAndre Hopkins said, he wanted uh, to be the highest paid receiver, which I think he was looking for between twenty and twenty-two million.
2: Uh, Houston is also the team with the second most cap space. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's the thing. They that when you have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson on a rookie deal, like that's why a quarterback on a rookie deal is important. Yep. Because then you can go out and you can pay a J.J. Watt $18 right. million. You can pay a DeAndre Hopkins $20 million. Right. You can pay a Laramie Tunsil when he's up for it. Because he's up right now, so right? he
2: wants $18.5 million dollars a year. And guess what? He has all the I, I was going to
1: say, they just gave up two firsts and a second for him. You think he's not going to get that money? <laughs>
2: if he you, doesn't, <laughs> if <laughs> you said, I wouldn't be surprised if we used to let him walk, though. Because look who I'm sorry. The, the if the he, if they, they
1: let him walk, then Bill O'Brien should be fired the same day. Like the same day, Tunzel signs with another team, he should get fired.
2: Why don't you just bring in a GM? I know they tried last year, and they were talking to yeah. the Patriots guy, yeah. and you know the Patriots, you know they came out and said, "Oh, you're tempering. You can't talk to my yeah, guy. He yeah. has one more year on their contract." Yeah. Why can the Why can the owner go out there and grab yourself a GM, I, I, a, a, an independent GM?
1: I will say, I I really do like, um, I really do like O'Brien as a coach, like right. as a head coach. I actually think he's a pretty good coach. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at their team. He's made the playoffs the majority of the years that he's been there, Absolutely. and it's not like they've had the greatest roster of right. all time. So I like him as a coach. I just wish there was a way that, like you said, I want them to get a GM, but they just gave him the GM title like this offseason, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's um, it's going to be hard to take that away.
2: Coaching a football team and building out a roster mm-hmm. and worrying about cap space, future draft picks, draft compensations, yeah. That's not it's the a full time. I was I say
1: that's a full time job in itself. Exactly. There are guys that make me. I mean, John Elway is the GM, I guess, of the Broncos, yes. and he's getting paid ten million just to do that.
2: You think he's asking Vic Fangio? Hey, should <laughs> we bring this guy in? Should I bring uh, this guy in?
1: I think John's just making the making the call. In, I hey, think he's just making Vic, the decision. Go ahead
2: and coach the guy that I bring. Yeah, in. yeah, and exactly. That's exactly what needs to be done in Houston.
1: I heard um, one of my one of one of my favorite podcasts actually to listen to is uh, it's called the GM Shuffle. My okay. boy Mike Lombardi. Right. He says. That coaches need to start coaching more so like they are coaching a high school team. And he specifically talked about Bill O'Brien from the standpoint of you're not getting in new guys and getting out other guys and mixing up the roster, all that. You're coaching the guys that are on the roster and you're focused on those guys. You're not focused on who's on other teams and all that. And I feel like if if O'Brien would have put in the effort to coach Hopkins and to build that relationship with Hopkins. Because, I mean, there was a whole bunch of rumors coming out that they didn't have the best relationship either yes. uh, after Hopkins got traded. And I feel like it would have been able to be mended a little bit more if, if Bill O'Brien focused on the team versus. But,
2: but look at most guys in the NFL, right, especially head coaches. Either yep. they have been in the NFL or their career, yep. or like a Bill O'Brien that went to Penn State, did a stem game over. When you go to the college ranks, mm-hmm. you are God. Oh, yeah. You run. You pick the players that come want to come to your yep. program, especially at yep. a place like Penn State. Yeah. Yeah, you might be competing against Michigan and Ohio State. I was State. say,
1: you're competing against two to three schools.
2: Right, but you're still getting pretty good guys, yep. and you're going to tell them what you want, and they're going to do what you want. And if, you, yeah. if they're in the doghouse, you're just going to sit them.
1: Yeah. And because, very, I mean, in college, I know people always talk about people mm-hmm. transferring, but it happens. The, the turnover in college is way smaller than the turnover in the NFL. Absolutely. So, no matter so, how much one of the people talk about
2: absolutely. it. Absolutely. So he to get to have a high school coach mentality, mm-hmm. it will take a generation yeah. or two. So yeah, that's true. It, it is what it is. I think that he is really running that franchise into the ground long term. Yeah. He might be able to win in the near term, Yeah, but when big football or franchise decisions start happening for the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. You don't think
0: he's going to be the one making them? How
2: can he? He hasn't shown the capacity to make good decisions for the franchise overall.
0: Very true. Very true.
1: Now, with that being said, let's talk about it from the Mm -hmm. Arizona uh, standpoint. Mm. you got Kyler Murray. Yep. You've got Kenyon Drake. Yes who really came on at the end of last year for them. Yes, Had a couple he did. Of huge games. Yes, he did. Uh, you've got Larry Fitz for one more? One more
2: year, he's got,
1: still there. You yeah, got who is going to do something for you. You've got Christian Kirk, a guy who I really kind of liked. uh last year
2: ha- hasn't hasn't been what they thought he oh was no for be sure college, for you know? sure isn't
1: the guy i mean because he was what second round pick he was a second round and then they were talking about how he's going to walk into being you know a number one receiver uh-huh. for them which by no means i don't think he's done uh, obviously he hasn't or else they wouldn't have been trading for right. hopkins but you add hopkins to that mix um i know to me i think the nfc west is probably Probably the toughest division in football, or or, sure. or definitely one up one there. Of their, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say definitely up there. I know there are only eight of them, but they're they're definitely in the top eight. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, I mean you're going into this season looking at at four teams from the NFC West who realistically could look at themselves and say, I think we should be in the playoffs this year.
3: Oof.
2: I I don't know if I would go that far with Arizona.
1: I mean, if you look at Okay, well, they look – okay, you're right, you're right. Now, now that I think about it, I, I mean, you're right, you're right. But they go into it thinking, like, we should be making a major step this this upcoming season, pushing towards the playoffs the year after that.
2: Absolutely. In December, they're still going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals yeah. making a wild card. Pitch. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, they want to be a team who's in the hunt the whole season. They want
2: to be relevant. Who yeah. doesn't want to be relevant yeah, in December, that's true. right? That's you know, true. A lot of coaches maintain their jobs because it's December, it's week 14 – And they're like, oh, if if they win a couple of games here and somebody loses here, we still have a chance to make the playoffs. All of a
1: sudden, you see those two-year extensions getting thrown around like like candy during Christmas.
2: You're absolutely right. Um, The the thing with the DeAndre Hopkins pick is that it's going to affect their
1: draft. For sure. For sure. Because people were targeting receiver for them. I mean, they were saying receiver or tackle, basically. Right. And now you've got the receiver, so you're pretty much going tackle.
2: So, and, and that's, you know, no matter which wide receiver it was in the draft, you, you're DeAndre Hopkins, man. Yeah. Like you're not getting some draft pick with a very high ceiling. Yeah. You're exactly. getting DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. Who's been in the NFL and to me, to you, the best receiver
1: in the NFL. I'm going to utter that again, though. To you, the best receiver. I think. Do not get me wrong, I would take DeAndre Hopkins on my team 10 days out of 10. Mm-hmm. I want him every single Sunday. I want him lining up against number 1 corners. I want him doing all that. I want him being the guy on the ticker for us and everything. But I just feel like to me he's become I don't I just don't think he's the best receiver in the league. To me, he's the third best. He's still in that top category, uh-huh. but I think Michael Thomas of New Orleans is a better receiver than him. Yes, you can say the Drew Brees like him playing with Drew Brees helps. But it's not like DeAndre Hopkins is playing with a slouch. Uh, The thing is... Well, okay, you're right. He was playing TJ Yates? Okay, you're right. No, 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 you're right. 1,000
2: yards with guys like TJ Yates? You're right.
1: That's true. Look,
2: I don't have it in front of me right now. Right. But if you look at the list of quarterbacks...
1: Yeah, I mean, Brandon Whedon... T.J. And Yates, st- and he was still getting his 100 yards a game. 1,000-yard
2: yeah. seasons yeah. where he, I look at a guy like Michael Thomas, right?
1: He's only oh. played with one quarterback who's one of the gre- greatest of all Antonio time.
2: Antonio Brown for the majority of his career b- before he got traded to the Raiders? Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. H- Julio Jones. Matt Ryan. Tell me a guy yeah. that has multiple quarterbacks. No, you're right. The football you're right. And they're still maintaining. The and, and
1: that is the card. thing with Hopkins. That's the thing where people are saying, like, hey, this is why you put him with a Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. a guy who he's going to be able to develop with, who he's yes. going to be able to yes. help Kyler grow as a quarterback. Um, and it's really going to work out well for them in the long term. The The only thing is, like, I wouldn't. I would not. How many years does he left, have left on his deal? I, I probably should have looked this up before. Probably, I think it's like, about
0: two years. Okay.
1: I just don't know about making him the highest paid receiver in the league, to me.
2: Well, there's ways you can go around that, right? Yeah. I mean you can
1: put bonuses in. You can you can give him the upfront, the guarantee, the big the big signing bonus. Mm -hmm. So that we I mean yeah, and then like we were talking about off air, you can maneuver the cap in ways to where he can be making certain money but it's not looking like that on the cap sheet. You know what I mean? So
2: and the cap is gonna increase. It yeah. naturally Yeah, I was
1: gonna say on average over the last five years, I think it's gone up about ten million a year. Which is a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. you can pay a lot of guys with that. Yeah, I was gonna say ten million if you're if you're really looking at it, you can literally pay like ten guys with that yep, money. Absolutely. If you're talking about back end or I mean some guys are making a million who are starters and some of the best players in the league. Oh, so, boy
2: das Prasso, right? Yeah. Making what, seven twenty five? Yeah, I was gonna say year? he's making
1: seven twenty five. <laughs> he was making seven twenty five. So but now he 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 definitely is uh, making up for old times with this year coming up though. <laughs> right.
2: I mean, <laughs> we'll <Wilson.
1: laughs> see. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to talk about that. Right. I'm, I'm gonna just get sad. <laughs> but so let's go ahead and segue that into the Stefan Diggs, since that was another big time receiver who's get, who's getting moved. Um, he was traded along with a 2027th round pick um, to the Buffalo Bills for a 2021st round pick, which is 22nd overall, a 2025th round pick a 2026th round pick, a 2021 fourth round pick, and Bill O'Brien's entire job, uh, <laughs> like, all the respect that he had around the league, that was also given away. Uh, Somehow neither team got it, but just it was given away in that training. Okay.
2: Where would you put Stefan Diggs?
1: Hey, he's, he's not – I mean, I said I think Hopkins is top three. I don't even know if I would really put Diggs in my top ten, to be honest. So
2: why does he get it first? first yeah. Is it because of the whole David Johnson thing? So I guess that's... Yeah, we
1: didn't think about what the value for Johnson... Or what they're assessing the value of Johnson to be. To me, it's not that high, though.
2: No, it's not. The man is injury... When he was good yeah. about two years ago, over two years ago, yeah. yes, the men was a monster, but... Yeah. Injury prone, mm-hmm. hasn't been the same. Kenyon Drake is the I, yeah, guy. I was gonna say, there's a
1: reason why they were comfortable trading him is because they think Kenyon Drake is a way better back than him.
2: 13 million yeah. cap
1: hit. I was gonna say, and he's making a bunch of money for the next. I think two years. So I think he's got a two. He's making money for the next two.
2: I guess Bill O'Brien put value into that. Yeah. But you know, go but on. my thing is, I
1: don't mind. A, like, I didn't mind their backfield before that. The Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller. Yeah. I mean, it's not. <laughs> first <laughs> off, like in the NFL though, today you don't need to pay. Like you don't need the greatest back in the league. No, you know what I mean. So
2: plenty of backs in this draft it, that could address some of these yes, issues. Yes, Pl- it is. Plenty of them. Yes, it is. Not even the second round. You yes, it is. go around and grab somebody.
1: But uh, let's, get yes. let's get back to Diggs Let's get back to digs a little bit. So as I said, the twenty-second overall pick. That's like the that's a that's the prize. But for them to get three other picks as well, uh, including that 2021 4th round pick. Yes. Um, which I think is probably like the second best piece of this whole deal. Mm-hmm um outside of that first what like why do you I mean I'm gonna ask you why do you think like why do you think Buffalo felt that they could give up all that for a guy like Dick is it does it have to do with the fact that Buffalo sees an opening right now in the AFC East yes yeah all
2: right so let's be honest here I'm a huge Miami Dolphins fan yes somehow (laughs) grew up in South Florida yeah um (laughs) So, I, I monitor the AFCs pretty closely, right? So, you, we already saw that the Buffalo Bills are a sound football team last year. Yep. They've been a sound football team for the past three yep. years. I, I
1: love Sean McDermott. I love Sean McDermott. Outstanding coach. Yep, definitely. One of the best in the league to me.
2: They are, it seems like for the Buffalo Bills, like if they are good with Josh Allen. Yep. But Josh Allen doesn't have the best receivers to throw the ball.
0: That is a fact.
1: You know, that is a fact. Uh,
2: John Brown. I, I, I was gonna
1: say in their playoff game, when you're looking at John Brown to make plays on third and eight, right? Or or Cole Beasley, who's three years away from, or who was in his prime three years ago, right? You know, if you're getting, and, and those guys are fine yes. as as complimentary receivers, mm-hmm. but when you, you know you're number one, I think they had who was the tight end, Devin Dawson Knox. Knox. Da- yeah, Dawson, Dawson Knox. Knox. Yeah, I mean, like to me, he was like their. He was a pass catcher I was kind of most afraid of for them. didn't really like him. Yeah, I was going to say, I like him too. but He never was a...
2: scored a touchdown in college, by the way. Really? Yes. Where did he go? Uh, uh, Ole Miss.
1: Okay. Hmm. <laughs> well, I actually did not know that. Yeah. John coming through with the, with the facts. I did not know that. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I thought he was probably their most consistent pass catcher and their most dangerous one. Uh, and now you add Stefan Diggs, who, like we both said, we kind of agree, he's not, like, the best receiver in the league. Right. But he's a guy who can take the top off the defense yes. for a guy like Josh Allen, who has a big arm. Yep. Uh, and then that really opens up that underneath stuff. Because, I mean, Brown is, vertical, is a vertical stretcher of the field as well. Uh-huh. But then you get Cole Beasley underneath. You get Dawson Knox one-on-one. You get Devin Singletary, who showed the propensity to catch the ball this past year. Sure. So
2: Well, let's think about it. What They gave up the 22nd pick, right? yep. and I'm going to draw this back into the draft. Yep. At number 22, yep. are you really going to get a guy that's like Stephon Diggs? By that time, I think Ruggs is, is gone. Yep. I think CeeDee Lamb is gone. Yeah, Judy I've, obviously you gone. You know, of course.
1: I mean, you're looking at Jefferson and, and Higgins. Not
2: even. Are they going to get past the Philadelphia Eagles? One
1: of them I think will. R- yeah. I so know, you're basically picking between... To me, you're picking between Jefferson or Stefan Diggs, so, who's the who's the better.
2: So just go ahead and give that first-round pick to Dick. Your defense is solid.
1: Yep. Oh, right? yeah, definitely. They
2: lost a few pieces, but they brought back a few pieces. Yep.
1: I think I think Ed Oliver is going to continue to improve. Oh, my God. He, I mean, he was already, he was already a great – not a great, but he was a really good player for them last year. Was a rookie. I think he's going to become like Pro Bowl type of talent. I
2: mean, they bring in Merrill Addison as well on the edge, yeah. which I think is a solid football player. So – their defense is fine, so they had to bring in a playmaker to compliment Josh Allen.
1: They got, in my opinion, probably the best best cornerback in the game, tredavius White.
2: So why not? Yeah. What's why yeah, I mean not? I mean,
1: this is the move you make when you're a team like Buffalo who's been who is irrelevant from you know, when they last made the Super Bowl in like ninety five ish or so. Mm-hmm. When from the time you made that Super Bowl till about, you know, a year ago, you've yep. been one of the most irrelevant franchises in in, a, in North American sports. Yep. Um, and you see an opening because New England's lost Brady. You see the Jets aren't quite there yet. Yep. No offense to Miami. I don't think they're quite there yet, but they are building something. Yes. And you see I have a chance to put a stranglehold on the AFC East for at least the next two to three years while everyone else is playing catch-up. Because out of those quarterbacks in the AFC East, it was three of them from that 2018 draft. Yes. Out of those three, right now today, Allen has shown that he has the best that he's the best winner of those three and he can take you the farthest. I think Donald will be better long-term. However, like right now today, and it might just be because he has the better pieces around him as well, but Allen so far has shown that he can win at a pretty decent level for a guy even as young as he is
2: let's just be honest the biggest knock on him is accuracy yeah
1: no doubt he's not the
2: most accurate quarterback
1: nope not at all
2: however he makes up for that by having the playmaking ability yep get outside the pocket super athletic exactly has that big arm if digs Diggs gets free. Uh-huh. And you only have to hit Diggs maybe once or twice. on Yeah, the deep I was
1: going to say, it's not going to be every single play where you're right. going to have to go up top to he, him.
2: He's going to go underneath a lot of times. Yeah. He's going to hand the ball off. No, Sean, that's Sean McDermott's you know, yep. team, hard-nosed, physical football team. Yeah. If he can get Stefan Diggs to go deep and catch a ball yeah. or two I mean, literally, I was going to say, all he
1: has to do is catch one of those a game. But, and then the threat of it is what's going to keep the defenses. That's what's going to keep the two safeties back and allow you to run the football. On first and second down with Singletary, who showed he can be effective.
2: John Brown might have a better season this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, you I mean, know? yeah, I mean, when you're going from being the number one guy to the number two receiver, then it it allows you to open things up a whole lot.
2: Exactly. So, like you said, the Bills, I think, are seeing an opening right now. Yep. The, the Patriots, whatever you want to say, Brady was already old. They're on a, on a decline.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, so I think this is the Bills' opportunity to really put that stranglehold on the AFC East for the next few years. I, I hope not, yeah. as a Miami Dolphins <laughs> said. Um, Sam Darno's a great quarterback. I think the coaching staff is the issue there, but we're not going to go into that.
1: Boy, Adam Gates. But,
2: uh, no, great, great move for the Buffalo Bills. And, and then the Vikings, let's look at this from the Vikings' perspective. Yeah. Good for them, too, right? They're I was going to say, they, the got, they get a
1: first. They get a first. For who they're probably gonna, I don't know what you have in mind, but I'm thinking they're gonna go receiver with that first, sure, or, or maybe corner or something like that. Uh-huh. Those are probably their two biggest needs. Absolutely. Um, maybe sprinkle an O line if you really want to. <laughs> my voice, awesome. yeah, yeah, my <laughs> voice, three will get going. But, uh, um, if you talk about receiver, um, they can get a guy who's cost controlled. Versus Digs, who you? I mean, he's already he's already on a deal and looking to get a bigger one. So
2: I mean, like you said, the cap is going to keep increasing. Yeah, yep. He's going to get a few more million dollars. Yep. The only thing that concerns me about the Stefan Diggs trade. Yep. What happens if he starts not getting the ball again?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That is always the knock on him. If he's not getting the targets, mm-hmm. then he is going to be a guy who is not going to. Be quiet! Like he's going to voice his opinion. He's going to let you know that he's not getting the targets. And I think that's part of why Minnesota was comfortable giving up, or not giving up on him, but getting the assets they got in return for him because right. they felt like he wasn't worth that headache anymore. Yeah, absolutely right. So um, we will go ahead and seg- we'll go ahead and move on to our next uh, trade. This was not a huge trade by any. Stretch of the imagination. Well, but this is one that I like. It
2: was to me. It,
1: the Kyle Allen? It
2: says
1: a lot. It, that's a, that's exactly what, that's what I'm saying. All of these trades that we've talked about so far say a lot about the quarterbacks that the other teams have. Arizona proves that they believe in Kyler by getting him a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills showed that they believe in Josh Allen by getting him a number one. Uh-huh. The Redskins show that they have concerns <laughs> <laughs> by trading for Kyle Allen. They traded a 2020 fifth-round pick um, for those of y'all that don't know, Kyle Allen was the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Started about, what, like 10, 12 games for them last year? Uh,
2: so, the Cam started the first two. He yeah. came in, and played then- the— the majority of the games I know. Will Greer started, started the last, last two, year. and Will yeah. Greer is not the yeah. answer. Yeah, I'll yeah, I was going to say, that. yeah, no.
1: <laughs> so twelve game, a twelve game sample size for Kyle Allen had some ups and downs. Started Hot, yeah. Started off, I think he was like what five and zero. I think to start he something like that. At
2: least with four wins,
1: um, cooled off significantly towards the end. Um, but he was a guy who I like. I, I don't think he's. Don't get me wrong. He's not by any means. He's not a starting receiver or a starting quarterback. Uh, He's not a guy who's going to take you to the playoffs or anything like that. But guess what? He's a guy who, if Dwayne Haskins is starting to show that he's not it, hey, Kyle Allen, go get in there. You have some experience. You know, go get in there and show us something.
2: Right off the bat, Juan Rivera is coming out and saying, like, hey, Dwayne.
1: You have one year.
2: Well... (laughs) Look! Look behind your shoulder. Yeah. Shape, oh, yeah. Buddy. For sure. Look, I know you're for the sure. first round pick, and they told you that this is your franchise. Yeah. But you know what? I I had this guy. I, I was to say year. he had
1: him last year in I, Carolina. He did
2: all right. Yeah. I like Terry McLaurin here. You know. So yeah. keep don't do what you're supposed to do and what I ask you to do, mm-hmm. and see what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: You know. But it also says something about Ron Rivera to me. What's that? You knew that Cam was going to be out of Carolina. Yeah. Why didn't you just wait and grab Cam?
1: I don't think... (laughs) I think he... The thing is, I think the franchise is probably telling him that he has to give Dwayne some type of honest look. Okay. And he probably realized... Like, he's probably a guy... I think think Ron Rivera is a very self-aware type of coach. And he was the guy who knew... And he knows Cam. He knows Cam isn't the guy who's going to want to come in and just collect a check. Right. Like, Cam is a super competitive guy who's going to want to start or at least get a chance to start mm-hmm. no matter where he goes. And I don't feel like Washington was going to be able to give him that honest chance because they want to really invest in Haskins and see what he has.
2: What do you think about Haskins? Whew. Is the book still open too soon? I think, it's still, I, I think it's still too
1: soon. I mean, he only started one year in college. He was only a one-year starter in college. Had a fantastic year. I think he had 50 touchdowns, and like seven interceptions. A lot of underneath stuff too. That he did. That he did. But uh, but he uh, was one of the best quarterbacks in college. To me, when he came out last year, I thought he was the number one quarterback. I wasn't a Kyler Murray guy myself. Looks like I'll I'll take a major L on that one for now. For now. I like Daniel Jones. <laughs>
2: Hey, don't worry about it. I mean, everybody has I a mean, quarterback
1: rank. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing with these guys. It's all totally a crapshoot uh-huh. at the end of the day. Even the best GMs, it's a crapshoot. You know, if you look at all the first round quarterbacks from the last, I, I think Mel Kuyper or someone did a, a t- last twenty years. Uh-huh. It's like about fifty percent success rate for even being a starter. Right. Like, not even just being a star, but uh, first-round quarterbacks, 50% end up being starters. Stars. Yep. So, you know, I have no shame in saying that <laughs> I was wrong uh, with putting Dwayne Haskins first, but I, I still believe in the guy. Okay. I think, like I kind of said earlier, I think this year is going to be, is going to prove a lot one way or the other for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to prove whether he has staying power in the league mm-hmm. or not. Um, I don't think he can really do much worse than he did last year. Cause he's, I think he can. He's really.
2: And I'll tell you why. Okay, go ahead. Let I me know. I think the supporting cast is going to take a step back this year. Okay. All right. Uh, the offensive line. You're, I know that they they're already not playing. Which was I was going to say, Trent Williams didn't even play at all last well, year. But now you anyway. lose Eric Flowers, which whatever you want to say, just don't. He's not. He's <laughs> oh. not the knife over your overall pick you know, playing like, tackle. Yeah. He is a solid guard. Yeah. Bradley Scherf is always hurt. Yeah, that's true. Who's playing running back these days? Because I'm sorry, I love Darius. I was going to say,
1: he was my guy in LSU, but he... He can't stay healthy, yep. right? And
2: you got yep. Terry McLaurin. What, it's going to... They, they got to do something in this draft. Because mm-hmm. they haven't done much in free agency. Yeah, You got to give him a supporting cast. No I don't doubt. think at this point that Dwayne Haskins is a guy that's going to you know carry your franchise in, the, in, in, you know, in his back yep. and, and push forward. So, we'll see. I, I don't know. I'm... We'll
0: see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll
1: see. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that's, I think, how we're all feeling right now. Um, one guy who we're not going to have to see about because we kind of know what type of commodity he mm-hmm. is, that's Darius Slay. Cornerback uh, for the Detroit Lions was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a 2023rd-round pick and a 2025th-round pick. Now, right after um, the trade, Slay actually signed a three-year $50 million extension uh, with $30 million guaranteed do uh, not you go ahead and let me know your thoughts and your initial thoughts on that one?
2: I mean, great trade for the Eagles, right? Yep. Uh They get a legitimate stud at the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. That position has been awful. for I, I was going to say that's been years. that's
1: been their biggest handcuff. I mean, like Ronald yeah.
2: Darby, LeBlanc. I mean, who who are these guys that they're Avante Maddox,
1: there? who's not like the worst corner, but I just <laughs> if he's so, your number one in a playoff game, then you're you have no chance.
2: Right? Yeah, you you got to give up a third and a fifth. You know, to, to get a guy like that. And then, you, of course, you have to pay him a lot of
1: money. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the paying him part was probably the biggest aspect of this whole thing. I just, More so than the picks that the they gave up.
2: The reason why I think he got shipped out of Detroit is because him and Matt and Patricia were having
1: issues. Yeah, for sure.
2: Uh Patricia, he wants to be Bill Belichick.
1: But he's not. He's
2: not. But not, he wants yeah,
1: to Yeah, I was going to say, he looks in that mirror in the morning when he goes into the office and he sees Bill Belichick.
2: Exactly. Uh and a lot of guys in the NFL are just not going to respond to that. Especially if you take over a team, uh-huh. you know, and you're from that Belichick tweet, and you want to be Belichick, guys are not automatically going to react to you. Yep. It's like, yeah, you came from New England, but that this is not New England. Yeah, this is so Detroit. He he already had issues with a reporter where he's like, hey man, why don't you stand up? Yeah, you talk to me. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Who, who is I'm this like, guy? Like,
2: who, who are you, yeah.
0: Patricia?
2: Yeah. So look, they're in a the position in the draft to grab. No, Slay's replacement at a, at a much lower price. Yeah, right? Jeff Okuda. We'll talk about him later. Uh-huh. So it's a trade that works for both sides. If I'm the Detroit Lions, would I probably want to get a little bit better compensation, maybe a second-round pick. You're not going to get a first because everybody already knew yeah. the situation was Yeah, was say,
1: everyone knew he was going to get traded.
2: When, when everybody knows...
1: Yep, the value just goes down, down, down.
2: So for a third and a fifth... Well,
1: yeah. Everyone's just trying to go lower and lower and see if they can get him. <laughs> exactly. It's like everyone's playing limbo. you got 31 teams playing limbo.
2: So you, you get that third and the fifth, and you walk away with it, and... The is on a, the. The only thing that gets to me is like Detroit is on a win now mode. Yeah. They have a mandate to he Matt Patricia. Has yeah, I mean a Matt,
1: Matt Patricia has one year.
2: He has to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, which is really hard in that in that division, right? Yeah, now. I was
1: gonna say which is no cakewalk. So,
2: I don't know. It's like this is like Darius is a guy that helps you win now. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to ship him off and then expect a return, but we'll see. Um, I, I think it works out for you no know, best for both sides. At least for the Lions in the short term, I mean, it does. But if Matt Patricia is gone next year, then you lost a great player.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so. All right, the last trade we're going to go ahead and talk about, uh, Brandon Cooks went from the L.A. Rams to the Houston Texans, along with a 2022 fourth-round pick uh, to Houston in exchange for a 2022nd-round pick uh, in this year's draft.
2: I think Bill O'Brien overpaid again.
1: Giving up a second for cooks. Yeah. What's funny is I look back on it. I didn't realize. I mean, I knew he had been traded a lot, but he's been traded three times now, and first he's, round like, picks. he's like he's like twenty six years old. Yes. Yeah. First round picks. The first
0: two
1: times. The first two times, and then a second round pick this time. Yep. Uh, and they also got, but they also did get that 2022 fourth. I don't think that's really. I mean, shoot. As we talked about, I don't even know if Bill O'Brien's still going to be heading that regime by the time that pick turns over
2: about it. Is this another coach that's very self-aware of himself?
1: No, I, I don't think so. you
2: don't so all this chatter comes out,, yep. that wow, you traded Hopkins, yeah, and now you go and get a Brendan Cooks. yeah look, this guy has this guy's an explosive player, Brendan Cooks.: is for something. sure. five concussions.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that's like the huge that's the knock on Brandon Cooks is like he just can't stay on the field.
2: Don't get me wrong, in the last two years, I think he's racked up nineteen hundred yards yeah. with the Rams. I mean,
1: he's a very ridiculous. productive he's a very productive player when he's on the field. Yes. I think every year up until this past season, he was a thousand yard he's been a thousand yard receiver. Yes. And don't get me wrong, he's played with great quarterbacks, he played with Breeze, played with mm-hmm. Brady, yep. played in the great Rams system. Yep. So, you know, I get but I mean he's going to play with another very, very good quarterback yep. in uh Deshaun Watson. So, that's just going to keep on going.
2: It is what it is. I, I really feel like the, the Houston Texans could have gone in the draft and, and picked somebody. Yeah. But, then again, Brendan Cooks is, at the second-round position, better. Yeah, I was going to say, he's better guys. than any
1: second-round receiver you're going to um,
2: get. And then, you you got to pay him because his his contract is pretty significant. I think
1: he's making, like, 18. I mean, that's the whole reason the Rams traded him. And we'll get into that aspect of it in a, in a second.
2: So... What do you want me to tell you, Chad? Do I like the trade? I like the trade from the Rams' perspective, to be honest. I think they win the trade. Yeah. They're getting rid of a big contract. I was gonna say they,
1: they I mean their their whole thing is they had to move out big contracts. You saw it with the um this Brandon Cooks trade. Yep. They cut um Dante Fowler yep, is gone. Yep. I
2: mean, they're gonna pay Jalen Ramsey because they gave they gave, first they gave up pick. a first.
1: They, I thought it was more than I thought they gave up. A, oh, a first thought, and and some other. Oh, stuff. they gave well, more yeah, than the yeah, first. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying like that's the highlight. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The first in this year's draft.
2: Uh, Clay Matthews is gone. Yep. Um, yeah. They
1: have a lot. They're having a lot of turnover on that roster. Absolutely. Uh, Todd Gurley cut. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: we're even going to talk about that no
1: nah, I mean I don't think the Todd the Todd Gurley thing is what it is I don't think that needs to really be so
2: I got a quick list I'll run off some of the names that they lost All right, Big hit names. Me. So Dante Fowler, uh, Corey Littleton
1: yeah, went yeah, to the Raiders. Absolutely, the Raiders? good Matthews. cover corner uh, or Nicole, cover.
2: Uh, Roby Colman. Coleman. Yeah, he went to the Eagles. He's a he's a pretty solid slot. Uh, he's, he's good
1: at tackling a guy who doesn't have the ball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all my Saints fans. <laughs> and uh, of course, Eric Weddle retired. So yeah, um, they're gonna.
1: <laughs> Why'd you skip over Blake Bortles? <laughs> <have> That's significant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know where the way that golf contract is going. He might be, He, he might have needed Blake Bournemouth by the end of this year. No. <laughs> hey, no. I'm never giving up on Blake.
2: There was a game of Blake Bortles. It was the Jaguars versus the, the Chargers. And I am swearing they, he tried to lose that game. <laughs> he literally tried he, to
1: lose that game. I will never not watch... No, no, no. This, this is a compliment for Blake. <laughs> the Jaguars versus Steelers playoff game. Okay. Based off the strength of that one game, I will forever believe that Blake Bortles can be a quarterback for a team. <laughs> he can be 45 and be retired... Like long retired. I mean, he's probably going to retire in like the next year or two, probably. But you know why he won't? Well, because he's proven that he's won some playoff games and he can be a backup. He's a big, big arm. Yeah. You know? he's decently athletic. Yeah, yeah. You know? So,
2: I mean, remember that game? That same playoffs, the game against. The Buffalo Bills, uh-huh. he ran for like 110 yards. Yeah, he did.
1: He ran for more yards than he, he threw, threw for. It. Yeah, by a lot. He, he threw for like 80 that game. If <laughs> so yeah. he won the game. Yeah.
2: I guess he'll stick around for a few more years. Uh, yeah. Somebody will pick him up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Shout out to Blake. I'm, I'm going to buy his jersey, whoever the next team he goes to. He uh, he
2: just – did he sign – has he signed yet? I haven't seen any signings for Blake Bortles. Ah, yet. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right, I come do. on.
1: Someone get out there and sign Blake Bortles, please. I mean,
2: the backup for Minnesota, they brought back uh, Sean Mannion, who was also the backup for,
0: He was the backup for uh, the, Jared Goff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> He's in Minnesota right now. Maybe Blake, Blake goes up north. Hey,
1: you never know. You know uh, Speaking see. of quarterbacks, though, let's go ahead and get into some guys who are still available oh, – oh, oh, oh. Uh <laughs> some guys with some uh some polarizing players, I guess. I guess. We'll go ahead and start with uh probably the most polarizing of the three. Um Jameis Winston. Why don't you
2: I love Jameis? Really? Yes. love. Well, you're a Florida State guy, right? I am. I mean, I remember the year after he won the national championship. Uh-huh. Florida State just kept getting behind on games. Uh, and, and then, then he, he brought, brought him back. brought him yeah. back every game. Yeah, I mean, I, I
1: think they took too much heat for that season, honestly. Because they were like, I mean, they only lost one game, and that was to that great Oregon team. They got blown out. I mean, they got <laughs> crushed. It was like 55-19, to I think, was, something like that. I, I, I mean, they got remember. crushed. It was over at halftime.
0: And, uh...
1: I will say, I'll never forget after that game, though. Jameis said that it was really anybody's game if you just take away the turnovers. And that was when I started having concerns for him. Because I'm like, if your football IQ is that bad, I don't really know like, where you're going long term. He's
3: a half,
2: glass half full kind of guy, right? He always tries to say <laughs> the positive Yeah, thing. for sure.
1: For sure. Uh-huh. That's a good way to That's a positive way to look at it.
2: Look, look. There is. We can think about it. You're going to say, "Oh, he threw me, he threw 30 interceptions yes, last year, right?" Yeah, he
1: also threw 30 touchdowns.
2: Exactly. So well, the, 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 the potential is there. Yeah, for sure. Um he, to me, he is a starting level uh he is a starter in the NFL. He is. He is. Really? Well, I know you because of the 30 interceptions. Man, it's hard to throw 30 interceptions. <laughs> it it <laughs> is. It,
1: it is very hard.
2: still getting it is to very throw hard. the ball even yeah. though he's throwing a bunch of interceptions, I mean, they're the, still throwing him the, out The thing there, is, he I threw 30 play. picks,
1: but he also had 38 thir- – or he threw 30 touchdowns and threw for 5,000 yards. So –
2: Hey, and if he's throwing so many interceptions, how come Bruce Arians didn't bench him?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, because he has the potential to win you a game and lose you a game. Mm-hmm. But he can also – but key word, he can win that game for you as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So I definitely – so what do you think – where do you see him landing? Or, like, what type of – give me, like, a role or a type of team. Give me a list of teams that you could maybe see him going to. It should
2: mean that there's only two teams, right?
1: Okay. And this is for him to compete as a starter? Yes. Okay. All right.
2: Well, one is a starter. The other one, I think he could. Okay. The first one to be a starter, and that goes for Cam Nuno, which you're going to talk about. Yep. Is the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Hmm. I, I honestly,
1: I haven't even thought about the Jags for them. What is their cap – I mean, well, I guess to bring in – to bring in uh, Jameis, you're probably not going to have to pay too much. Right. Yeah.
2: And you cannot have Garden Minshew as the answer.
1: I, I enjoyed Gardner. Oh, <laughs> I, there it is. I, I, <laughs> I, I, made, I wasn't driving the Minshew Mania bus. Okay. But I was definitely like chasing behind it, asking okay. for like a ticket. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was at the bus stop figuring out how much the tickets were, collecting some change. So
3: you can't bring in
2: Jameis to so at least
1: compete for the job? No, no, you can. But that's the thing. I don't... I think... At this point, that's what Jameis is. He's a okay. he's a push whatever guy you have. He's a kick in the butt quarterback. He's not a guy who you're going to like say, "Hey, here are the keys. Here are the car keys."
2: The only thing with the Jacksonville Jaguars is is the fit for the franchise and who runs that franchise. Yeah, I was gonna say again. I don't
1: think Tom Coughlin's going for that.
2: Exactly, he's so, not going for that. You know, so. But he is a guy to me in Jacksonville that he—anybody to me in Jacksonville has a chance to push Gardner Minshew. That's true. It
1: I mean, that's the thing. Him. That's the thing. Minshew, by no means am I saying, like, he's a world beater. They need to stop looking at the quarterback position. Right. You know, I mean, in this mock we're going to get into later, I mean, I almost had Jacksonville taking a quarterback. So
2: It's, it's still possible. So that's one destination. The other destination— okay. He won't be the starter, but he can be the clear backup, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Okay, I like that. could give him, give him a, a year or two, however longer, however much longer Ben plays, and then he can go be uh, he, then he can maybe see if they can mold him into a starter. I think my, I think Mike Tomlin is the type of tough-minded exactly. coach that, that I actually think could probably either get through to him or like exactly. or could really get whatever the best he has mm-hmm. left could get that out of him.
2: Now people have been floating the Patriots around. I don't think that's a good fit. Uh, Bill Belichick hates players that turnover. Turn- I was going to say
1: the thing he hates the most is turnovers. turnovers. So I don't understand that one either. So,
2: uh, and turnovers, I mean he he deals with the attitude. I think he's okay with guys that
1: uh, Yeah, I was going to say the attitude. I don't think that's the issue at all.
2: You know, uh don't get me wrong if you show up late to a meeting. I mean, he's uh, you're just you're done. Yeah. But I just don't see it because of the turnovers.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: So, to me, those are, are, are the, the potential landing spots. Yeah, can he go be a backup almost anywhere in the league? Yeah. Sure. I mean, Seattle.
1: That's the thing. I, I think he needs to really go. He needs to take the Teddy Bridgewater route. Mm-hmm. And now, granted, they're not at all in the same circumstances. I mean, Teddy was almost exclusively because of injury yep. while he was available. Jameis is literally by choice of the team, right? Um, but I really feel like um, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I feel like Jameis can is, needs to go to a team yeah. where he can develop as a backup for a year, maybe two. Get you know some guarantee. Get a get get three million or okay. something like that. Maybe you know two two for five, two for six, something like that. It'd be a cheap, reasonable backup, competent backup who's shown he can play in NFL games and get NFL experience and can really learn to fine-tune the type of player that he is. And then maybe two years from now, go out and try and compete for a starting job. Or try and go be a – because every team, mm-hmm. every year going into the season, there are about three to four teams looking for a bridge quarterback. Absolutely. A guy who can get them from one year to the next draft. Yep. And guess what? There are some guys who have proven that. You know, I mean, Tyrod Taylor was that guy when he went to go be the starter in Buffalo. Sure. And he ended up making himself money. And Cleveland. Yeah. you yeah, yeah, yeah. know, right yeah, now, I mean, he's the career. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Never mind. He's just, a, he's just a guaranteed bridge quarterback.
2: <laughs> but the difference between guys like that and James Wilson is this guy was a star. F- yeah. yeah. I
1: was going to say he was a Heisman Trophy winner as a freshman. Number
2: one overall pick yeah. in the yep. NFL. Yep. When has it been the backup?
1: Yep. Very true. So, I'm gonna and, have to be a whole new adjustment for him.
2: And it, even Ryan Tannehill, he he even came out and said before the you know twenty nineteen season, I was like, "This is tough. I'm trying to learn how to be
1: yeah. a backup." But it's, it's hard.
2: It's hard. He had to sit behind Mariota. It, no. the, the meetings are different.
1: Well, not for long.
2: <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> granted, I, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. he became the starter, but yeah. the mentality needs yeah, to no, shift. Yeah, for sure. And is Jameis wasn't mature enough. Yeah. To to have that shift in his mentality, yeah. and that's the problem. He ha- he is more than a, than a capable quarterback in this league. He has the arm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think he he understands the game, even though he he tries to make too much sometimes. He he makes some awful throws, yeah. unadvised throws, mm-hmm. trying to do something. Yep,
1: trying to make something out of nothing.
2: So hey, Jameis, can you go just go out there? Our our number one has been hurt. Yeah. Can you just go out there and like not lose this game? It just keeps us in, in a position, to win this game. Yeah, exactly. Just don't throw that pick that you know it's gonna get us out of here. And I think that's too much of a ask for Jameis Wilson at this
1: point. Yeah. yeah. Well, we will see where Jameis goes. The next guy we're gonna go ahead and see what he's gonna be up to next season. Cam Newton
0: <laughs> got cut from the Panthers what this week? Couple last Six week.
1: Last week, I think. Yeah. Um, was due 18 million. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's not applicable anymore. I'm gonna be honest. 18 million. Solid. I was gonna say, really, in today's NFL, that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. What What are you thinking for Cam? I'm thinking. I'm just gonna give a little bit. I, I'm thinking New England. Okay. Because you know, strangely, there are actually almost too many quarterbacks in the league now. Yep. Like, I feel like maybe like five years ago, we were in a situation where there weren't enough. Yep. But there have been. There's been a good crop of young guys who have been able to develop and begin to excel. Mm-hmm. And those guys who were old five years ago are older now, but they're still doing what they do. Right. So you're talking about your Rivers, your Breeze, your Brady's. Right. Um, those guys. Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's kind of put Cam in a situation where – there really are only a few spots. I think New England is probably the big one that that comes to mind. Sure. You said Jacksonville. Uh, I could possibly see him doing that. Maybe I think he fits more so the to Tom Coughlin. I think Tom Coughlin would give him more of an honest chance than Jameis. Yep. So uh, what are some other destinations?
2: I mean, everybody thought about the, you know, Los, the Los Angeles Chargers, and, you know, before yeah. you know, free agency. Yeah. Is that still in play? I know that Anthony Lynn has come out and said that Tyrod Taylor is our guy.
1: Okay. Well, um, when they draft a. Quarterback at number six. I don't want to continue to hear that. Exactly.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know? he might be the guy for the first two games. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was but, gonna
1: say exactly. Uh,
2: but you know, uh, can he go also to Pittsburgh and be a backup? Like Pittsburgh needs a backup. Yeah. Like Ben Roethlisberger has shown, like he's not invincible. You're
1: telling me, Doug Hodges isn't your guy?
2: Jesus. No. <laughs> uh, it, it, I was actually high on Rudolph when he came out of the draft. Second pick. Uh, he's yeah. also not the answer. So, look, yeah. uh, Cam,
1: and and the thing is with with Pittsburgh, their their backup could easily turn into a starter. Like you said, either cuz of injury to Roethlisberger right. or because I mean he's old. You know, nice. he's only going to be in the league another The way he plays, he's not going to be a quarterback that's playing into his early to mid 40s. So, that's
2: why I think that the backup position in Pittsburgh is not a bad gig. Yeah. Um, and Let's think about other backup positions too. I think Houston is a legitimate backup position as well. Yeah. Because um, DeAndre, uh, I'm sorry, not DeAndre, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson.
1: He's yeah, taking hits for sure. He's taking hits. He's so, taking hits for and sure.
2: They play not very similar, but kind of similar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mobile
1: quarterbacks. Exactly.
2: Big arms. Yep, so, for sure. Look, Jacksonville to me right now is the only place because we don't know if Jacksonville. Can't pick a quarterback at number eight, right? Yeah, they will have to move up most likely. Number, number, number nine, number nine. I'm sorry, they, no, no, no. they have the <laughs> draft cap, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, say credits.
1: they can go, they can go move up to, to. I mean, really, if you really want to, they can go trade with Detroit at three, right? And get you know, and get that quarterback. So
2: it's all about who's in those places now True. and what what's going. How much do I have to push? To me, Gordon Mitchell and Tyrod Taylor are guys that you can push. Yeah, but if they bring somebody in, uh huh. Look, teams are not if they draft a rookie quarterback, they're not going to give you a realistic chance to start playing football. Yeah, it'd be very, very hard until they give
1: up on that individual. Yeah, true. All right, and then the last quarterback who we're playing quarterback carousel with today <laughs> is Andy Dalton. Now, the thing is, Andy Dalton actually is still technically on the Bengals. Yes. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's pretty clear that they're going to go ahead and get a, get a quarterback with the first overall pick, most likely Joe Burrow out uh, of LSU. So what do you think that means for Dalton's future? Why can't he stay there? Yeah, no, I, I agree. That, that's what, that's the point I was going to bring up because I okay. keep hearing people saying he's going to move, he's going to move. My thing is, who is he going to move to? Like, I need you to actually, like anyone saying that, I need you to actually give me a team and a reason why he's going to move there. Because, like we just talked about, there are too many quarterbacks almost. The only spot I'm seeing is is, is maybe New England. And even then, I'm not even like... Sure, if they would even want him. The
2: Bengals are not going to cut him because of the cap. Yeah. They're not going to cut him. They're going to try to trade him.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And and Belichick's not going to take on Dalton, I don't feel like. Maybe for
2: for a seventh round pick for a 2021 seventh round pick. I mean, what are you going to give?
1: Wait, who's going to be given that? The Patriots? Yeah, you're going to. Oh no, 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 no! I'm thinking yeah. Cincinnati is going to have to attach a pick to Dalton. He might, yeah.
2: They, they're, like, they're, oh, it's going gonna...
1: <laughs> to. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Dalton <laughs> and a third, or Dalton and a fourth, for a seventh-round pick, or for a conditional pick, or something. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like Cincinnati is going to be willing to give up extra capital. To get rid of Dalton, who only has one year left on his deal anyway. I
3: know that
2: there's expectations now for, you know, first-round quarterbacks to start mm. the first year. Yeah. Why, why can't you just let him sit? Like, Patrick Mahomes sat.
1: Well, Patrick Mahomes wasn't almost 24 when he came in either, though, to, I, to be fair. I
2: understand, but...
1: And the thing is, like we were like we we're just talking about with guys. Guys are playing to their 40, almost... I mean, Brady... Who know? Like, right now, he's a one-time thing, but who knows? Five years from now, we could look at it and say being 40 to 42 is the norm. I mean, it's not like he's the only old quarterback. Breeze is 41 40, or yeah. 40. 40. Um, you know, I could easily see Rodgers playing another five years. Yeah. Rivers is like 38 or so, so yeah. he's not a spring chicken either. All these guys are still starters, so you're right. You know, get Burrow in there, and, and he doesn't start starting until maybe he's 24 or 25, However old he'll be next year. So, whatever. are you so
2: greedy that, it, like, as a franchise owner, like, oh man, this if I sit him this year, this is the difference between him playing 14 or 15 years
1: in yeah. the league? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You want whatever's going to be best for his development yeah, exactly. and whatever's going to help him reach his peak.
2: So, I think Andy Dalton is a solid starting quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Bengals' offense wasn't. It wasn't the worst offense in the league. Last and this year. is a team that
1: missed AJ Green for. I think he was out for the whole. He was out for the whole, the whole season. Yeah. At yeah, first, they thought he so, was going
2: to come back, and yeah. then halfway through the year, they were uh, not sure. And then they kind of just like
1: hey, some, man, some idiot to picked you're him doing. up on this fantasy team and was never able to, and never had the balls to cut him the whole year. Oh wait, that was me. <laughs> hey,
2: I traded for Antonio <laughs> Brown. Hey. <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> fantasy football misses, man. Fantasy you, football so. misses.
2: I don't see Dalton moving. Okay, if he does, there's a lot of chatter to the New England Patriots. I yeah. don't know why. I think he likes Stidham. To be honest with you,
1: <laughs> I mean, I think he's at least worth like he's at least worth giving him a shot. Worst case, worst case scenario, if Stidham doesn't do well, is you end up with a high pick next year and in a year where there are two, in my mind, two really great quarterbacks that are going to be coming out next year.
2: Justin Fields and Lawrence? Yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree with
1: you. And I don't think enough people – now, they, we could do a whole another segment on this, <laughs> but I don't think enough people are really giving Justin Fields the credit as to how much I think he's actually going to push Trevor Lawrence for the number one quarterback next year. They should. Because I don't think – I think people are talking like it's clear cut. I by no chin. By no means do I think it is. No. They don't realize how big Fields is, how big an arm he has. He showed his accuracy. He yep. only had two interceptions all season to go with, like, oh, Both came in the playoffs. I'm yeah, sorry, right. three total. He had one in the regular okay. season and then two in that playoff game. All right. And then had, like, 45-plus touchdowns Ridiculous. as a first-year starter. I mean, this year I think he's going to put up even better numbers. Jake so.
2: Fromm beat him out.
1: Jake Fromm? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, that's the thing. Jake Fromm is going to beat out two quarterbacks that probably end up getting picked way higher than him. Because I think Easton this year is going to go higher than him. Yeah. And I mean Fields, unless he just decides to quit football, will probably be a first round, first round pick next year. True. So and Easton or and uh, Fromm is going to be a guy who would be lucky if he goes in day two.
2: I don't think he will, but we'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. So talking about the draft, then let's just go ahead and get right into it. Uh-huh. Um. Or did you want to go ahead and talk about some free agent guys that are still available?
2: I just want to, you know, where do you think guys like like Jadavian County, Where is he going to end up?
1: I mean, I really think Seattle is probably going to end okay. up bringing him back. Um, it just came out a report the other day that he's lowering his asking price. Yes, he, he said he wanted between twenty and twenty-two at first. Now we think he said he's down in like the $17, eighteen. I think he's going to have to lower that one more time down to like fifteen um and then they're going to really honestly have a real sit down with him at that point yep um and then he'll probably end up getting like 14
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, so. it, it's funny because, yeah, he's a disruptive player, but he has the injury issues. I mean, you can bring him for the medical. Yep. And then I can always tell him as a GM, like, hey, buddy, you only had three and a half sacks last year. Yeah. But watch the tape, buddy. But but numbers <laughs> yeah. still don't lie sometimes. So I'm going to pay you all. Your numbers are going to factor in how much you're getting. Paid yeah, here. for sure. So, for sure. Jadavion Clowney, I, I look at some guys. I, I'm curious in them. Jason Peters of 38, where is he gonna end up? Are the Redskins? There's gonna
1: be a win now team that, that is going to probably want his services.
2: I don't I don't understand these NFL teams with 38 year old left tackles like Andrew. Whitworth. I mean I was
1: gonna say Andrew Whitworth. Wow. I mean <laughs> like, just last year doing? he signed a three year deal, so I really <laughs> don't understand
2: doing? that. Um Trent Williams is also a guy that I'm like monitoring.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean he's still technically on the he's still technically employed by the Redskins. Uh, or he's still right
2: down the street, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's getting. A, yeah, that's a hint to where we're recording this podcast from, guys. Uh But yeah, Trent Williams is still collecting that check uh, from from the Redskins. Not doing anything to earn it, but he's still getting that check. Oh,
2: he's, he he doesn't want to earn the prep pay- paycheck from them anymore. Oh, no, yeah, they're I the mean, ones that want to keep. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, you know? yeah.
1: I know. So and the thing is, I think he would actually be like a, a super commodity if he were to become available, right? Because he's still moderate. I mean, he's not young but he's not super old as you if say guys he's are
2: playing a 38 at left tackle yeah as you say i <laughs>
1: yeah. you to say, say he's still going to be able to carry out a right. four year deal probably sure. at left tackle and he's shown when he played last now i don't know how the injuries that he had are going to affect him but mm-hmm. when he last played he's still one of the be- better left tackles in the league right at a position where i think this year we have some good tackles coming out but over the past couple it's not like there have been a huge crop of tackles coming right. out that have been plug and play starters oh this year
0: yeah.
2: Um and then the last guy um at least to me, I don't know if you want to bring over is no, a couple of cornerbacks in the, still free agents. Okay, like Apple, the, the deal Shit. fell through with the Raiders.
1: I'll never I know you. I mean, I'm just out on him like completely. Really? I'm okay. I'm so out. Um and I'm Logan so Ryan out. is
2: the other guy also unemployed. Yeah,
1: from tight Tennessee. Yeah,
2: former Patriots guy so free agent. There's some Pretty solid free agents. Still I think at available. this point
1: it's gonna be all wait until after the draft. Right. Yeah, because I don't think I mean even with the quarterbacks, because the quarterbacks, I don't think the quarterbacks are gonna want to go to a team until they see what their what their vision is at the position. And I think there are some other guys who um like the clownies and the you know if there is a team who can get a if Seattle you know can get a cheap pass rusher at the at the back end of the first round then, you know, then, then that's just going to drive that price lower and lower for clowning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and then like you said, Peters, Peters, I mean, he's going to be a guy who like the only teams that I think would sign him are teams that have like playoff to Super Bowl aspirations this season who have a hole at tackle. I just thought of it off the top of my head. I don't know exactly what Tampa Bay's tackle situation is looking like, but I know their line wasn't the best last year. So I
2: they have Devin Smith. Was it Devin Smith? Uh, left tackle, the place for them. Um, he actually got a huge deal. A okay, years well, ago. M- maybe not there then. <laughs> I think he, maybe he, not somewhere there somewhere in the seventies of but, millions of geez, dollars. Wow. So, um,
0: um
2: maybe right tackle. Offensive line is a concern for them. Yeah, and you're right. They're yeah. a win now. Yeah, I was now. gonna
1: say. I mean, when you when you get a qu- uh, quarterback who's 43 and sign him to a two year deal, I would say that's about as close to win now as you can get.
2: True. So, or if you're you know, still, you know, trying to hang on to your head coaching job, maybe bring him in.
1: You're telling me Bruce Arians isn't safe?
2: I'm telling you that Matt Patricia isn't safe. <laughs> well
1: the the <laughs> thing to me though is Detroit is so far away that I don't even think like like he would just become a for one, I don't even think Peters would take that type of deal. Okay. Unless they're giving him like ten. Ten plus.
3: They they should. Yeah.
1: And I'm, it, yeah, I mean, if they if they give him ten to look, if I'm a guy and I'm someone's waving ten to fifteen million in front of me, mm-hmm. I don't give a damn if they want me to go sign in China. Exactly. I'll go do it. <laughs> no,
2: I'll look, I, look, I'll I go that. sign in
1: Canada for fifteen million. But
2: I kind of got on the on the bundle. Detroit Lions before. However, mm-hmm. let's think about this. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the season last year, they were hyper-competitive. Yeah. They weren't in football
1: games. Yeah, no, they were.
2: There, were the, there was a heartbreaking loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I
1: remember. Football. I mean, that was the toughest. The Chiefs were pushed wow. the whole first half of the year.
2: And then you've got to remember, they lost Matt Stafford
1: after that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. David Blau came exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Driscoll got a couple games yeah, in at the very end. Wow, so... Carry on, Johnson. Uh, I love him. You
2: know they, they have T.J. Hawkinson, which showed promise last yeah. year. They do have some holes in the offensive line.
1: Their defense is not that. Their defense was not bad last year. Right. It, it's a, de- now obviously it's going to take a step back, like we said. They're losing Slay, but we're going to be replacing with Akuda, or absolutely, who's probably one of the most plug-and-play starters in the so draft. So the
2: question really becomes: Can they go nine and seven? It can. Trent, a guy like Trent Williams, or yeah. decent.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, because yeah, I mean, that's seventh Does the seventh yeah, playoff team thing start this year coming up? Start this year. Okay, so I mean, hey, nine and seven could get you that seventh spot.
2: Exactly. So, so. um, yeah. So there is that knock on Matt Patricia. I don't like Matt Patricia,
3: but yeah,
1: yeah I could kind of tell by your tone, like you're not really the biggest fan of his. I, which I don't mind at all, because I'm not. It's not like I'm a, I'm not vouching for the guy at all. Never made but, the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I know. As yeah, a so football
2: head coach, as a head coach of an NFL team, so why why are you acting like you're Bill Belichick when no. you're not Bill Belichick? Exactly. And then I look at guys like Brian Flores, oh, and I'm, I'm not going to go in my rank. He doesn't <laughs> act like he's Bill Belichick.
1: Yeah, he, but he's closer. He's closer to it than Matt Patricia is for sure.
2: I mean, his schemes are. Yeah. yeah. He's a, on the scheme fit on the defensive side. Yeah, but he doesn't act like like a Bill Belichick.
1: One last thing on the Matt Patricia. Yeah. The only thing that my biggest pet peeve with him is. I don't know if you watch him on the sidelines, but he looks like a dumbass because <laughs> <laughs> he has a laminated play sheet on with him, like that he holds in his hand, yeah. and then makes adjustments and, and edits to it with a pencil. <laughs> it's like, yo, know, how are you even make like what changes could you even like what could you even be doing with a pencil on a laminated play sheet? I just don't understand. Like, get him, get him a Sharpie, get him a dry erase marker, get him something, <laughs> or just get a paper play sheet.
2: So, my question to you, is that a number two pencil, or are they going to No, 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 no,
1: no, it's definitely a wooden pencil, <laughs> okay. definitely a wooden pencil, definitely a wooden pencil, good old, good old number two pencil, most likely, definitely, definitely. Oh, man. But, uh, so then we're going to go ahead and talk about um, the draft now. Okay. Uh, we're going to get in, like we said, we've been teasing the mock a little bit here and there, we're going to get into that later mm-hmm. um but first off overall draft thoughts you know what are you talking about obviously um yeah just go ahead overall I'm just thoughts
2: curious about the whole draft uh, experience you know because of the, the whole COVID-19 thing yep. I want to see I've always hyped up for the draft I'm a yep. big NFL fan, same right? every year and they always do this great job of hyping it up oh it's for gonna, sure and now they're moving the locations yep. Nashville was crazy last they're supposed year,
1: to be in Vegas first. this year it's wasn't it? they
2: Vegas this year.
1: That's a damn shame.
2: Um, and now I'm like thinking about it. Like, is this going to be boring? Are they going to try, or yeah. they just know that there's nothing out there to yeah. entertain? Yeah, I, I mean, the thing
1: is, like, they're going to get views like never, probably not like never before seen, uh-huh. but they're going to get the best views they've gotten in probably a while, just because someone wants to see somewhere or the closest thing to real sports that you can get.
2: Right. And I also heard that uh, the NFL Network is going to do a partnership with ESPN, so those guys are going to be collaborating with oh, each okay. other. Okay. I got you. Uh, I like Daniel Jeremiah. I like Bobby Brooks. Uh, but there are some other, those other guys. Those
1: I'm gonna t- t- tell you this: if Maurice Jones-Drew is talking, I'm putting the TV on mute. <laughs> I'm putting know. the TV on mute yeah. if Maurice Jones-Drew is know, talking. One of the best running backs <laughs> of the mid 2000s, for sure, but arguably one of the worst commentators and analysts of football that I've ever heard.
2: Oh, so I, I'm excited.
1: I uh, mean, he put a running back in his top five mock in his mock last year. He put a running back in the top five picks. Ooh, dude.
2: I, remember. I remember we talked. About I was gonna say we this.
1: talked about this last year. Yeah, we're like, it what are it you was, doing, uh man? I mean, who was the number one running back? Oh, Josh Jacobs. He put Josh Jacobs to Tampa Bay last year. Who ended up taking I'm not Devin White?
2: That wouldn't be a bad idea.
1: <laughs> no, it would be. No, oh, it would not be.
2: Ronald Jones.
1: Hey, hey, hey! Let's not.
2: Peyton Barber's with the Giants now. I don't know if you know. No, I, yeah, actually, I actually did. I actually did see that. Actually, time. I'll be hint. hint we're going to talk about running backs in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers later on. Are we? But uh, mm. <laughs> uh, Look, I'm excited about that. But one thing that at least one general manager, I don't know who. Look, these, these sources are not my sources. These okay. are things that I read.
1: You're not, on, you're not boots on the ground for them, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's just say that my full-time job is as far away from the NFL as possible. <laughs>
1: um,
2: some teams are worried about hacking.
1: Really? Yes. Wow.
2: If it's a virtual, draft, I, yeah,
1: yeah, I didn't even think I mean, about that. What do you
2: think about that, man?
1: Like, cool, that's just for one. That's getting into a whole other, like a whole nother ball game. Um, here, one,
2: here you are. You thinking that? Yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. I Joe Burrow. Next nice thing you know, the commission goes on TV. Shaquille
1: Quarterman with the first overall. <laughs> solid, solid
2: linebacker yeah. out of Miami. Hey, you're don't gonna, get. <laughs> we're gonna
1: talk about Shaq Quarterman very late in this in this draft. <laughs> We're going to talk about Shaq Quarterman.
2: You got to take that into consideration. No doubt. No
1: doubt. And the thing is, that's the first I even heard of it, but it honestly makes a whole lot of sense. I didn't even think about it.
2: Why not? These teams, there is that, you know, let's play fair, sportsmanship. These people are talking about money and their franchises. Yeah. So why not pay a guy that can't well, That's be what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Like, yeah I was gonna say, as long as there's no
1: paper trail or no way to track it. If you're at the right. Baltimore Ravens, like, yeah. man,
2: I really need yeah. Kenneth Murray. Yeah, it's
1: exactly. like somebody's going to take him. Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> hey, let them know that they're taking I don't know who. Dolphins
1: won Joe Burrow. Let's go hack the first four picks real quick. Oh, Major Joe, trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Major trade. <laughs> Number one pick for the 26th overall pick. <laughs>
2: So, I mean, these are things into consideration. I know a lot of teams are, are trying to do a mock draft simulation of their own. How are they going to pick up the phones yeah. as multiple trades are coming in? I, They're I, not allowed to be in the same location. Yeah, I going like to say. The league shut them out. They're yeah. all doing this from their houses. Yeah,
1: I think, I think the one thing that is definitely going to come to light is uh, you're going to see um, who really is wearing the pants for each of the 32 teams. Oh, you're absolutely right. Because crazy. there are some teams where you're like
2: 31. I know who wears
1: the pants. Really, Houston Texas. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if you really want to look at it, you probably narrow it. You realistically, you can probably narrow it down to only about twenty teams who are really in consideration. Right. Because I mean, you know, Belichick's wearing those those plain plain khakis probably for New England. You know, Jerry Jones is wearing a pair of two thousand dollar pant or two thousand dollar pair of pants for the Cowboys. Um, but like, you know, teams who you're confused about what their direction is yes. or whatever, you're gonna really find out who's making the pick based off, you know, what the pick is and who values. And and one of the guys who – or one of the teams that I'm really going to be interested in who that affects is Cleveland because they have this whole – I feel like they're not not split down the middle, but, like, they have a whole analytics side. Yeah. And then they have, like, a football side. Right. And I don't know – I'm sure their analytics are probably going to tell them to take one guy, and the football guys are going to say to pick someone else. So I'm going to see what that – like, I have no doubt, this is without any insight or anything, mm-hmm. I know, I'm not going to say I know for a fact, but I'm probably 99% sure their analytics are going to tell them to take Tristan Wirfs or Makai Beckton because they're big, athletic, freak tackles who probably grade out really well in the simulation. I do. I just like Jedrick Wills better than either one of them. I doubt at eight. So you think he's going forward at the Giants?
2: Or, or... Yes. I, I think he is. A I okay. also, okay. also got to consider.
1: We are projecting some of these teams. I say it's definitely Jefferson. probably go. Or Derrick Brown. But I love Derrick Brown. Once a tackle is taken. Then other teams are just going to start taking tackles absolutely, just because.
2: Absolutely. And I mean, I guess. Are they really picking at eight?
1: Who? Cleveland? Or ten. Yes. Cleveland's picking at ten. My bad. Uh,
2: yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think Arizona would jump in. Oh, okay. Like okay, never record.
1: mind. That's, that's okay, No, nah, you nah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Bit. Yeah, I think I was thinking Arizona. I think I was thinking about yeah. Arizona. I flipped their picks. You're yeah, because I think...
2: Jacksonville might not bite at a tackle. I know that they, they have. They spin a lot of draft capital. Yeah, the I was going to say, they,
1: well, second round pick last year on uh, the, the cat from...
2: Yeah, but before that, yeah. Cam Robinson from Alabama was yeah. a first-round pick. No, second-round pick. But yeah. No,
1: no, I know what you we mean. We don't yeah, yeah, yeah. know yeah. What,
2: how teams are, are are ranking these guys. For sure, for so, sure. Yes, and that's the thing, too. They have a brand-new head coach. You're telling me that...
1: Kevin Stefanski.
2: Kevin Stefanski, I'm sorry. Yep,
1: Analytics guy. But From all accounts that I've heard.
2: F- from all accounts. <laughs> not that I'm boots on the ground, either. I'm not in GM's offices. What the question really becomes is... Is he a line of the analytic guys, or is he somebody that got hired because you will just go along with? Wh- yeah, what that's the other that's guys what I'm saying. saying.
1: That's what I think is really gonna come mm-hmm. to light. Maybe not even just in the first pick, but just throughout the draft, okay. you're gonna you're gonna be able to take a broad look at teams at the end and say, okay, they're like you're gonna be able to look at mm-hmm. you know what like I think Jacksonville is another one who you'll be able to clearly tell. If Tom Coughlin is making those calls, there are going to be certain types of guys that get drafted by Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be certain types of guys who don't get drafted by Jacksonville. Absolutely. So I think that's another team who you'll really clearly be able to tell who is going to fall on if those picks succeed or don't succeed. I think
2: that's a great point that you brought. I I haven't even thought about it from that angle, but I think 2020 draft is going to
3: make it clear.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are going to be a lot of guys who either probably earn themselves some money or lose themselves some money. Not even prospects, but just other guys. Um, With that being said, also talking about the COVID-19, how do you think it will affect uh, the medicals? You know, it's been hard for guys to get medical. I mean, I don't think anyone's gotten any pretty much since the combine. Yes. So what what are you thinking? I I know probably the guy who it affects the most is Tua. Tunga Vailoa, quarterback from Alabama. Not
2: only that, but... If you didn't get invited to the combine,
1: yeah, you're yeah. not
2: getting drafted. That's what I've heard. Okay. If you're, you didn't get to the combine. Okay. And maybe you were like that potential. No, you'll probably fall in, in the team's board like in the fifth or sixth mm-hmm. round pick. Yeah. They're not even gonna try. They're gonna try to sign you as an undrafted,
1: undrafted free agent. Okay. Um. That's any, any guy, I know I'm getting deep into the book, but is there any guy that they, that, that that the that you think that applies to directly? That you can think of, or just you're just saying in general.
2: I, I think in general. I'm okay. Not a I got you. Tua, Tua's gonna put out the videos. Yeah. Right? I heard that he's pushing out a one hour and ten or thirty minute video. We we'll have a workout or something. A workout mm. uh, to privately to teams. I wish you would put that on YouTube, right? Like yeah, God, right? I want to be able to see it. You know, I want to so. be able to make my own assessment. <laughs> exactly. Um, the two doctors have come out and said the two doctors that operated him yeah. come out and said it, it looks good, but I don't. I've, I've heard like
1: there that. are three teams who said that there's probably no chance that they could pass him for a medical right now. Three anonymous teams said that they came out and said there's probably no chance you could pass him for a medical.
2: But the thing is with Tua, no matter what, I don't think Tua will ever survive. I mean, Tua won't get past the ten, the, the, the number the tenth pick. So uh, Tua affects you. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure, man. I think he's going to get drafted at the top five. He's good. Yeah. He's good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, his – when you say, like, it's going to affect him, it's not like it's going to be – you know, with – I think with – like you were saying with guys later on, it's going to be more range. Mm-hmm. But I think with him, it could be, like, you know, no team is trying to push up into that top – you know, that second or third pick right. to go get him. Instead, he's going to fall to, like – a. you know, I say fall, but – He's just going to go like a 5th, 6th, 7th, somewhere in that area.
2: And the team's main concern is like this. Look, you bring in these guys in the 5th, 6th, 7th round. They're developmental guys. They're deaf guys. Our guys are just going to, you know, push your other guys. I thought you said deaf at oh, first. Oh, I'm That's sorry. Like, you know God. my name's not that good. It's all good. You know, I got you. deaf guys. Uh, but they show up. Oh, my ankle. Yeah, bad. yeah, exactly. Oh, my shoulder's bad.
1: Yeah, no, because the, the other thing is, like, you're most likely, I mean, there's almost no chance you're going to get rookie mini camp or OTAs, probably, right. or anything like that. So the first time you really see these guys is most likely going to be training camp, if that. Right. You know, that's assuming that things go as planned right now. So
2: they come in and they're banged up. Yeah. So gonna, they can't contribute can to the Yeah, I was going to say, then, then before so... you know it, you're
1: your last man on the depth chart you're you're on the practice squad and they mm-hmm. wasted a fifth round pick on you or right. something like that. So I could definitely I definitely agree with you saying saying that guys with any medical issues are probably going to go, you know, unless unless a team has really gotten a good chance to look at them at mm-hmm. the combine.
2: So another another point that I want to make here with this whole the medicals and no pro days is how do you feel when, you know, I think it's going to impact boomer bust guys? Yep. Right?
1: You think their teams are going to go safe?
2: I think teams are going to go high floor. Yeah. They're not going to – I mean, you know, if you have a first-round grade, maybe a second-round grade, they Mm -hmm. will take the high-ceiling guy. Yeah. But I think teams will really play it safe.
1: I agree because, I mean, not to cut you off, but this is going to be the only thing that any sports media talks about probably for the next month Mm -hmm. at least. So uh, I definitely don't think that any team is going to – obviously teams don't want to whiff on purpose anyway. Right. But you're – to the to the point that you just made you're probably going to go you know if there are two guys that you have kind of graded evenly and one of them's a big school guy who people have been watching on Saturday for 3 years and the other one's maybe a smaller school guy or a guy who excuse me has, hasn't had as much experience or whatever you haven't seen play as much they're probably going to lean towards going with the the guy who you've watched a lot of who you can say hey you know this guy I've watched him do this this and this this other guy I don't even know who he is and then so.
2: you also take into consideration if you're a team and you're sitting there and you're bored, right? And you third round, fourth round, or late second round, mm-hmm. and pretty much all the guys that you kinda like are off the board. Yeah. You no know, you're not getting any phone calls. Or not many phone calls. Do you just say like screw it? I will till
1: next year. Yeah, yeah, and just wait, yeah, and wait, just trade trade the pick yeah, off Yeah, you something. know
2: what, I'll give you this late second for yeah. whatever second you got next year. Yeah, no, that's, why, I'll I, kick it down the that's why I was
1: so interested in all the future picks that guy de- dealt in all these deals mm-hmm. because, I mean, I feel like this is probably the worst situation that you're going to be in as mm-hmm. far as drafting a guy. Right. Next year, you know, we don't anticipate this still being around next year. Uh, um, oh, man. But, you know, 2021, 2022, those years you know, you're going to be able to do more research on guys. You're going to be able to get your homework done mm-hmm. way more. Um, and also, I think this is might make teams try and get their work done a lot earlier, too. Sure. So I think guys are going to be working twice as hard, you know, for the draft next year um, just because they'll be able to, for one. And there's going to be probably more information available, I would if say. We moving we have
2: college forward. football season this year. Yeah, right? which, which, which is,
1: is, lo- which is looking 20. like a big if, which is looking like a big if.
2: So are, are they going to play full season? and Maybe take away some of those non. I, I was going to say. Games, I think if
1: anything, you know? yeah, there will probably be a non-conference will get hit. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I heard Kirk Herbstreet the other week say. I think it was just last week say, okay. you know that he didn't think college football was going to be played next year.
2: Um, was that in the Bucky uh, the move the six podcast? I think so. Oh, okay, I,
1: I'm I'm not sure exactly. I think I think it was, but I just remember it made headlines on ESPN and Sports Center and all that stuff. Um, And I don't think – like, and he got hammered for it by people all across. I don't really think – like, now, I mean, like, really, who knows? Yes. Like, no one – you could tell me we're going to play a regular full season next year. Mm -hmm. You could tell me we're going to not have a season at all. And I could – I couldn't definitively say yes or no to one or the other. Right. Because it's just – I mean, like we've seen already with this COVID-19, it's just something that's kind of unpredictable. And then they're even talking about even if it does clear out by summer – you know, then the fall could bring a whole new yes. strand of it or anything. Uh, so, I mean, I'll I'll be really interested to see how the draft is done moving forward. But yeah, I definitely think that the twenty twenty draft will have huge effects mm-hmm. um, because of this thing. So, right. But let's let's get all let's leave all that stuff to the side and all that, and let's get into the actual players. Sure. Okay. We all know. Um, I'm actually going to switch this up a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead. The we're gonna. I want to talk about the receivers first. I know okay. we said we're gonna go quarterbacks then receivers. <laughs> I want to just go to the receivers first okay. because I feel like, like we talked about, like like how we started the podcast off, mm-hmm. um, we got you know receivers are getting traded left and right, right, right. So there's obviously a reason for it. and It's because they value these guys um, that are going to be drafted. These right. guys that are going to be at the top of the draft. Why don't you go ahead and. Do you just want to, like, I guess we can talk? I just did my top eight guys. Okay. Um, I look at your list. You're, you're, an, you're an overachiever. <laughs> so you have a lot more guys than me. No. Um, let's just go ahead and start firing off some names and just start saying, and just start talking about them. Okay. So, so I think the guy who probably headlines this class, uh, Jerry Judy from Alabama, um, the number one – I mean, he's been the number one receiver pretty much all year. Yes. Um, C.D. Lamb is nipping at his heels. Don't yes. get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs is nipping at his heels. Um, I have another guy who's in between the who's in that group. In okay. between that group. Who's
2: that
1: guy? Uh, that would be T. Higgins from Clemson. Gotcha. He's like – that's my sleeper, but we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute. But Judy, a guy who at the beginning of the year was as high on mock drafts and big boards as number two or number three. Mm-hmm. Now he's looking at, you know, top ten – you know, like right at the end of the top 10 or maybe. I think he kind of pretty much fell out of the top 10 once Arizona traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Because that was the the team that everyone was, was mocking him to. I agree. Um, you know, I, I know there have been some rumbles that maybe Jacksonville could take him as well. Sure. Um, but, you know, he's looking at like that end of the top 10 or beginning of the next part. He, he'll right. definitely go 11-12 for sure if he doesn't go in the top 10. So,
2: Judy is going to be the, the perfect like. What is my grade on, on Judy? Yeah. And am I drafting over Neen, or yeah. am I taking the best player available? Because if I'm drafting best player available he, in the top ten, yeah. Jury should be
1: there. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's still one of... I don't think on the big board he's moved down really at all. Right. It's just the value of him because the receiver class is so deep. Exactly. That there are teams thinking, hey, if I, I can get one at the top of the second round who... Don't get me wrong; it's not as good as Judy, but if I can get a great player and then I can get a good receiver, mm-hmm. that's better than just getting a great receiver and then maybe a so-so player at another right. position.
2: No, I look. This is the thing: elite route running skills, no so doubt. From all the scouts that I've you know, been watching, and even watch, watching. I was gonna say, Judy, watch 'em right? yourself, yeah, You're you going know, like man, like this guy can play some football, yeah.
1: Not um, not elite speed. No. Not elite. Uh, I wouldn't say he has the best hand, like the most elite hand. He drops some, but, big passes yeah. in the LSU. Yeah, game. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, but he, like you said, elite route runner. Um, Separation. Yeah, can, he can, can get separate. open, can yes. get open, and and I know he was playing with a quarterback in Tua who had very good anticipation mm-hmm. and is able to throw guys open. Sure. But if you watch it, I mean, you can see Judy is. He's separating, you know. He's got those little tricks and tools that— His footwork is just
2: out of this world. He's
1: got those tricks and tools that a six-, seven-year veteran, you know, is just now starting to learn. But he's going to be a rookie in the NFL, you know, coming in with those tools.
2: Yeah, uh, I I, I love Jerry Judy. To me, he is the clear-cut number one. I I think people, you know, talk about C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs Uh just to create buzz. Yeah, I mean, people are getting bored. But I think Judy is the guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Love Jerry Judy.
3: Okay, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, let's go ahead. So, so, is he the number one receiver on your board as well? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm presuming you have C.D. Lamb as your number two guy? I do. Okay, <laughs> okay. I, I, I've i been watching... I'm, I'm going to be honest. When he was a freshman, I was like, man, like, I kind of like this guy, you know, as a freshman. Okay. But But ever since then, uh, he's just continued to become a better and better player. Okay. I think after the catch, he's probably... He, he's super explosive. I was going to say probably the best. I don't know. Maybe Ruggs is better than him after the catch. But with Ruggs, I feel like it's more about being in space. Um, with with, Ju- or with Ruggs is a lot faster, Yeah, too, exactly. You know? With Lamb, I feel like he's that perfect combination. He's a pretty – not the biggest guy, but he's he's 6'2", about 200 pounds. Um, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, especially for the modern NFL because there aren't that many 6'4", 6'5", receivers walking around these days anyway.
2: Hollywood Brown was 5'11". It was even. 5'11. I was gonna say that's if you are putting 5'10? platform heels exactly. on him, he's like so, five, five, nine,
1: five, ten. Yeah,
2: look, explosive. He's an explosive playmaker. Mm. He is a really good wide receiver. He has good hands.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. So, I think his hands. You know, I think and, he probably has the best hands in the draft.
2: So, uh, I, I put him over Henry Rugs.
1: Okay. Yeah. Same. Okay. I did too. I did too. Um, so then Ruggs is your third receiver. Yeah, he's just fast. He he does have elite like one. One, I'm not gonna say one of a kind, but he's pretty much as close to one one of a kind as you can get. I mean, I would say Brown, Marquise Brown, was probably faster than mm-hmm. him, but only by slightly.
2: But well, let's one little one statistic that get overlooked by Henry Rux: mm-hmm. only one drop this year. Yeah, and usually fast guys they, are are, they show, are so so with the ball. Yeah, you know, as far as
1: catching the ball.
2: Um, uh, and I think he played better in that LSU game than, than Judy. Judy. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I mean, when I mean I'm an LSU fan. I was more scared when they were throwing it to, to Rugs, mm-hmm. who actually beat us for the touchdown deep, right? Uh, like towards the end to kind of make it a contest, mm-hmm. and then Jalen Waddle, but he's not even draft eligible this year. Probably but, be a first. But he's a pick fre- next fr- year. As you say he's he's a freak too. <laughs> the
2: spent, yeah, so. exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, Rugs, I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely like Rugs for uh-huh. sure. He's definitely a good guy. I actually have T Higgins though ahead of him on my board. Um, really? Yeah, I, I don't. First off, I love T. Higgins because okay. I love his I love his ability. I know we talked about there aren't really that many um, fifty-fifty go-get it jump ball receivers anymore. Okay. But I think T. Higgins is one of those who can, you know, can t- who. Don't get me wrong. He's not the he's not the best separator. Okay. He's not the best speed guy. Although he does have very good speed for a six-four, two hundred twenty-pound receiver. Yes, he does. Um, but he's a guy who would just make who just goes out and makes plays. Like I've watched him in. in You know the college football. That might just be me watching him in the college football playoff Mm -hmm. the last three years, but I feel like when the bright lights turn on, I've seen T. Higgins make plays, and I've seen him make a a lot of them too in winning time, winning drives. I've seen him make winning catches, and I just feel like that he's going to be able to translate that into the league.
2: And the contested catches too is is very impressive. Uh,
1: One guy who I kind of see a lot of in him now. This could be because I watched him a lot when he used to play for. The Dallas Cowboys, my favorite team. Okay. Uh, I see a little bit of Dez Bryant in him as far as the contested catch ability. And then the – Dez was a guy who could go deep, but it wasn't like he was a – he wasn't like a blazing fast guy. Mm -hmm. But it was because of the the speed that he had plus the 50-50 ability that was able to make him a deep ball threat. Right. So, and I think that could be T. Higgins.
2: Yeah, T. Higgins doesn't blow you away with the speed. It it just – if you watch T. Higgins play, there's always a corner right next to yeah, him no doubt. safety. There's nobody on him. Mm-hmm. He just goes up and gets it Or yep. he turns around and puts his hands, yeah. you know, before the corner or the safety yeah. gets their hands up. So,
3: yep.
2: uh, yeah, he, he's not a blazer. He's not gonna burn you away. Yeah. So, but he's he's a solid football player. To me, he's mm-hmm. my number four. I, okay. I wouldn't put him ahead of Rugs. Okay, I think um, in,
1: I think when you get in that part, it kind of depends on um, more of what type of receiver you're looking for. Absolutely to me. Right. Because like if you're a team who has big guy, like if we're talking about Buffalo, mm-hmm. um, maybe before the Diggs pick, but yep. if, let's say if they're getting a receiver, they're looking for more of a T. Higgins type, I would say, because they want a big guy. Because especially, Also, I think it depends on your quarterback, because if you're like a quarterback who's not the most accurate, you want a guy more so like Higgins who has a big catch radius and is pretty sure-handed. Ruggs, don't get me wrong, very sure-handed as well, but a little bit smaller guy.
2: Ruggs is the perfect fit, and we're going to talk about this, for a guy like you know Shanahan in San Francisco. Yep. He's going to scheme you open. Yep, yep, for sure. They're going to get you the ball in your hands, yep. and, and then you're, you do what you y- need yeah, to I do. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, and then he's going to be able to do a lot with it.
2: The problem is, like, a T Higgins can give you the 50-50 ball, right? Yep. But if you have a quarterback that can only get you the 25 to 75 yeah, I was say, ball, <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, I really don't fact, need T. The, Higgins. Yeah, yeah. But a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I don't think T. Higgins is going to go to the Green Bay Packers. I don't think he's going to Move up. Yep. You yep. know, perfect because Rogers is going to put the ball in a position yep. deep down where it's going to be a 50 50 ball. Mm-hmm. Man, T. Higgins, go up and get it, man. It, this is all you. Buddy.
1: This is just a little teaser, I guess. I have T. Higgins going to a team with a very, very talented quarterback who I think okay. he'll work very, very well with. Can
2: I take a crack at it really quick? You may. Philadelphia,
1: you go. Oh, you are so right.
3: Uh,
1: Gosh. I've known you for. We've talked too much football together. That's the problem. We've talked too much football we together. We
2: have not seen. As I was going to say, any, we haven't seen
1: each other's mock or any type yep. of mock, anything like that. that that's actually funny. Um,
2: I like T. Higgins. Man, okay. I, I watched some tape of him. Um, yeah. yeah it's kind of hard to watch, tape if they only give you the catches. Yeah, because you want to seen, look at the
1: drops. Right, and the, yeah. And the, the separation Absolutely. that he can create.
2: But there isn't a lot of separation. in No, no game. doubt. No <laughs> doubt. There, that, that's why I said
1: that's why I said Dez Bryant, because, like, once Dez <laughs> lost his ability to go up and get the 50-50, it was mm-hmm. kind of over for him. Right. Um, and I don't think – so I'm saying T. Higgins, I think, will be more elite short-term than Ruggs, but I think sure. Ruggs might – be able to make a longer career Absolutely. out of it because rugs can i mean he's pretty much probably going to be a slot guy almost his entire career fine. which yeah i was going to say in today's nfl that's fine because those guys still get paid right. a, a whole bunch of money um but i think he'll be able to have a longer career i think Tick higgins will have a better like apex like his ceiling is probably higher but it'll be for a shorter amount of time
2: So, the question then becomes, since we've already gone through our top four, who's your your
1: fifth guy? Um, There are a lot of guys, so this is, I'm going to just go ahead and say who it's between. Okay. For me, it's really between three guys for that fifth spot. Okay. Um, Denzel Mims of Baylor, Mm. LaVisca Chenault Jr. of Colorado, and then the guy who I did actually go with was Justin Jefferson from LSU. Okay.
0: Um,
1: I watched Jefferson... He made 112, I think, catches this year okay. for LSU. I watched every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him kind of almost like what you were talking about, the way Shanahan is, would do for a guy like Ruggs, uh-huh. scheme him open, yep. and then allow him to do what he does after, yes. which is what I think something that Jefferson is probably going to need in the league as well, mm-hmm. at least to make an immediate impact. Okay, um, I think he needs to. Be in a system where he has to be, a, where he can be a complimentary receiver, mm-hmm. not a number one guy, because I don't think he's. I mean, he wasn't a number one in college. Jamar Chase was their number one. Okay. Um, so I think he's just going to continue to be a really solid, really valuable number two receiver, mm-hmm. a guy who can. Not, not going to go deep a whole bunch, but can kind of mix in a deep ball every now and then. Mostly going to be running that underneath short stuff, right? And then doing some things off of that.
2: Yeah, it's just a look to me. He he is actually above T Higgins for me. Oh wow! Uh, but it's I told you I didn't know. Right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. saw a talk right before the pod. It's like man, I don't know who between those two. Yeah, I, I like Jefferson. He, yeah, he is. He has a, a very big tool set in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Look, like, you don't have to throw the ball deep in today's NFL.
1: To yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep. You definitely don't. You,
2: you just need a guy that goes out there, maybe runs very far. Yeah, yeah. Scheme the other guys open. Yeah, I
1: mean, Jefferson watching. Is. I mean, if you look at the two teams in the Super Bowl. Two completely different styles. Kansas City more open it up, more deep, obviously. But really, they didn't even throw that much. Like when you watch the Super Bowl, they didn't throw. I don't even think. I mean, they completed that one deep ball to Tyreek Hill on the third, and sure, but, but other than that, I mean, you're not really seeing Mahomes throw a whole bunch of deep stuff. Exactly, this, this, because it's hard. It's too hard nowadays to block to block defensive linemen for five, six, seven seconds for guys to get those plays open. I don't care how fast you are. You're going to need some time to separate and then go deep.
2: And Tyreek is not that guy that's going to go on the on the top 50-50.
1: Yeah, he's not. He's
2: not. He, I, I, he I will wins. say
1: I'm surprised how much 50-50 he wins for a guy as small as he is. But still, he's not like – he's not the guy who you're going to throw it up to every time and be like, he, shoot, he's going to get them all. he yeah.
2: finds an opening, and the ball is there. Yeah, yeah. So
1: – Yeah, I mean, the fly route, I'm not going to say it's dead in the NFL, but, I mean, you're looking at way more – for every one fly route a guy is going to run, you're going to be running eight digs and right. underneath stuff because and stuff the, the like that. Because
2: the teams, look, the fly route has become, all right, we're going to have this, all this game plan. We might show it once at the beginning of the game yep. just so the other team is expected. Yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and then just use it as like a bait or decoy almost the rest of the game.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So, look, that's how I feel. It, okay. you, you don't need to be yeah, for sure. that guy anymore. For sure. Even though one of the guys that I have in my top ten... Might be that guy. Who's that? I like Michael Pittman Jr. from I USC. have him eighth. I have him eighth. For <laughs> I really like him, him ma- man. Yeah, he's a big, tall yeah, dude. I was gonna say, know? but I don't
1: think he's majority of what he was doing was deep, but I think that has more to do with the type of system that he was playing the that old than the type pro, you know,
2: football in the USC system. No, they were running that. They did, now they are. Yeah, I was right? gonna say, this now year, if you watch his this
1: year tape, yeah, but like his, his first two years. He was more so like running that, like you said, that old school traditional stuff. That's why I think he can be, uh, I I have him as a second-round receiver for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, that's why I think he's definitely a guy who can be a second-round receiver for a team and be able to step in right away and contribute.
2: I think he is the, the first receiver taken in the second round,
1: um, in
2: my opinion.
1: Okay, I think I have...
2: Because he's your eighth guy. He's my sixth guy. Okay. So. so how many
1: receivers? So to wrap up the receiver segment, you're saying probably five guys taken in the first round at the receiver position? Yes. I'm okay.
2: sorry. Yeah, six. Okay, so yes. So, so Michael Pittman is my seventh. So I'm sorry. So okay, six. okay. I like Brendan Ayuk.
1: I haven't done enough on him. Right, I I don't up. know enough about him to I, – I mean, I have him in the second round just off of the reputation I've heard and all okay. that. But just as far as what I've actually done myself, I don't really know enough right. about he's him. he's
2: not an outside guy.
1: Yeah, slot –
2: in the NFL, he will be. Yeah, um, he's just fast. Okay. Once you get the ball in his hands, he's he going to be
1: able to make plays.
2: Very, very explosive. That's a
1: that's a theme that we're seeing with a lot of these guys, man. I mean, tell I mean, like we said, that's the modern receiver. The modern receiver is find a guy, spread him out wide, get him in get him in a matchup that he can win. Let him go against a slot corner, or go against a safety, or outside linebacker, or mm-hmm. whatever. And let him work in that aspect.
2: And it all starts with the quarterback, right? Yep. Back in the days, we wanted the big, strong-arm, pocket yep. guy that's going to throw the ball deep yep. down the field. and Now then, you're looking that, for those, that receiver that's going to go one on one, and he's going to grab. Now, now you're,
1: you're looking, looking for those guys, athletic, quick twitch.
2: Extend the pocket, extend the play, yep. find the guy in space, yep. and just throw it at him.
1: Yep. And it's sure.
2: Brendan, are you okay? So if you do go watch some tape, yeah, he has a lot of tape against Portland State.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, he that doesn't a lot of inspire work. too much.
2: It <laughs> did a lot of work against Portland State. Hey, but uh, I mean, hey,
1: doing what you're supposed to do against the small teams—that's something some receivers just don't do. He
2: has—he had so. a big game in that upset against Oregon um, okay. on prime time. Okay. Uh, so he—he he can play some ball, man. Okay. Brandon Ayuk is a really good receiver. I think he'll be taken in the late first round. Somebody will scoop in. Okay. Uh, I do believe that, even though he might not. Fit that system, um, mm. I do believe Green Bay is not a bad team for him. Okay.
1: I have another I have another receiver going to Green Bay. They yeah. somebody yeah, to throw the ball to. I him was going to say, yes. yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, not
2: Devin Funches. Uh.
1: God. <laughs> uh, so that will wrap up our receiver segment. Now we're going to get into our last segment of this episode. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about our quarterback rankings, oh, I love it. which I think is where there's going to be a little bit of debate. Um, let's go ahead and start with the obvious. I think we both have Joe Burrow number one, right? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I heard the pause a little bit. I yes. thought I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: Because every time I look at it, mm-hmm. for some reason I want to tweak something, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got like, you. Joe Burrow is not what I'm doing here.
1: Right yeah. Now. Joe Burrow, I mean, I think he kind of, I'm not going to say goes without saying because you still want to give him his props. But, right. Um, I mean, he is a little bit older, but I think he's a guy who can come in and is going to be the guy. is going to be the guy uh, right away in Cincinnati, and I think he's going to be able to contribute. I think he's going to produce. The stuff that you saw out of him, the thing is, as an LSU fan, I got to watch him for two years. I really felt like two years ago... No, no, here's the thing. I definitely didn't see this year coming. I don't think... like. I don't we think they, about Yeah, this. I mean no one no one
2: say how come LSU yep, can never get, get the a quarterback? quarterback?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Turns out they had the quarterback, they just didn't have the system, right. I guess last year. Um, and that's the thing is, I think the NFL he's going to be playing way more. Like, you know, if this were 10 years ago, you'd be like what he played in his junior year would be more so schemed to the NFL. Sure. Nowadays, like we said, it's all about one-on-one matchup, spreading guys out and finding who's going to be able to win. He
3: throws a- 50-50
1: ball yes he does yeah, like game, you man. were saying though there are those quarterbacks that make the 50-50 ball a 25-70 uh-huh. he makes it like a 60 i'm not going to say a 70-30 yet but he makes it like a 60-40 ball I
2: he had really good receivers yeah I was, I, yeah no that's <laughs>
1: the thing he he was playing with two guys who
2: jamar chase will be a first round pick yeah
1: two guys who were first round picks terrence marshall's no no slouch nope. uh Thaddeus moss was a really good tight end yes. and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a guy who, catching balls out of the backfield, I think he was one of the best in college last year. The
2: more year. and more you watch him, the more and more you keep falling
1: in love Yeah, I know. That's why, <laughs> that's why eventually you have to just turn the tape off, because it's like, before you know it, I want to be like Maurice Jones-Drew, and I'm going to have a running back in the top five. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so then the number two quarterback on the board, uh, I think, is where the disagreement starts. Really? I'm pretty sure. Who do you have? I got two of them. Yeah. Okay. So that's where the disagreements wow. start. What
2: was your number two, man? I, I
1: have Justin Herbert for not. Well, no, 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 no. Well, okay. You go ahead. You go ahead. Do I, I want to listen to okay. why you have Justin. Okay. Herb. Okay. It, it's because I just really am. Sca- I'm really scared, honestly, of Tua's injury. Of inj- his injury history. Okay. Um. Because it's not just the ankle that he had this year. He had the knee. Mm-hmm. He also had the. He broke his wrist when he was, I think, his freshman year like that spring, okay. or the, either the spring going into his freshman year or the spring after his freshman year, okay. broke his wrist. So that's three major injuries that he's, occur, or that he's accrued over a three-year period. So, and also, he's a, slight of, he's a guy who's pretty slight of build. Well, not slight of build, but he's a smaller quarterback. Yes, I mean, he's six one, he maybe like 190-something pounds. Does that
2: mean you can't succeed in the NFL? No doubt,
1: no doubt. I was going to say, there are plenty of guys that have shown, I mean, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson... Looks like Kyler Murray is probably going to be going that way right. um, of guys who are undersized, who can succeed. But I just think those other guys, none of them had the injury concerns that Tua had. Also, I feel like there is there are leadership issues with Tua that I don't think a lot of people are okay. – are paying enough attention to? Can you
2: can you please bring that up? Because I haven't seen it, man. Okay, uh, but, I, not, not that I haven't seen it, like because yeah. I just haven't heard about it. So okay, so it so up. to
1: me, like the thing is, for one, I saw I heard uh, Todd and Mel when they were doing one of their. It wasn't it was I was listening to their podcast and they were talking about how Tua was the type of guy who his parents were around a lot, okay. around the locker room and all that stuff. Okay, and I'm not saying like don't get me wrong. If there are any parents listening, yeah, I mean, in all that stuff, like, I want, I'm not saying that it's bad to be a
2: parent. To,
1: yeah. I'm not saying it's bad to be a parent, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think the NFL teams are going to cater to that type of situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a guy who is going to want that situation kind of catered to either. Like you know, Minka
2: Fitzpatrick running to his mommy. Yeah, exactly. And then they, with the, That's saying what I'm The saying. Dolphins are not playing him in the right position. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, I don't want a player who is going to – especially not – and the thing is with Minka, it's not as big a deal because like – He's just I'm, a defensive I, I was going to say he's a defensive back. He can be the king of the defense, but right. he's just – at the end of the day, he'll still always be number two to the quarterback. But
2: well, don't you think NFL teams are going to approach Tua and his agent and his family and tell him like, hey, I know this might have f- – no, was acceptable on their next statement, which is kind of hard to believe. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, but...
1: But I think Nick probably bent it just because he's such a transcendent type of talent.
2: Don't you think NFL teams are going to talk about that before and and get it straight? Like, hey, this is is our expectation. We really like Tua. Well, yeah, of course. But you're not going to do this. And if you are, we're going to look for the next starting quarterback in our
1: team. Of course. But what are you going to say in the draft process? You're going to say, like, when you're waiting, Mm -hmm. if you're his parents or you're Tua... What are you gonna say at that time? You know the team holds every, the team holds the cards, so of course you're gonna get in line like a good soldier at that point. But the, my thing is, is when because if you look at him, he's probably not gonna to go to a team that's gonna be winning immediately, most likely. Or I don't. Let me see. What I have him going to. I don't have him going to a team that's necessarily going to win the most games next year. Okay. I'm not saying they're going to be a terrible team, but they're not going to win the most games next year. Okay. And I just want to see, like, how he does when he handles adversity. Because I just don't feel like, I don't know. I just don't, I, I'm just not bought in all the way.
2: What else you need to understand is, and I thought when you meant leadership about, like, Leadership around his other players, right? I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. And, and to
1: me, to me, it's more about being like when you get drafted in the as a top ten pick, uh-huh. you don't you are the quarterback of the team, but you also become the CEO of the franchise. But
2: can I make a comp? Yeah, go ahead. A lot of people say the same thing about Alonzo Ball, right?
1: I I, I really can't wait to see where this right. is going. Okay.
2: Look, at the end of the day, the team is going to do what the team needs to do, and they're going to tell the dad to shut up.
1: But did LeVar ever shut up? I mean, Nobody's Levar...
2: giving him the mic anymore. and That was the biggest problem. Yeah. Nobody gave him the That's mic true. anymore. And
1: the thing is, though, like... The whole Molly I, Kareem thing I don't got think... him booted <laughs> out of ESPN. That's true. <laughs> I don't think that Tua or his parents or anything are going to be the type to... that is going to be making the headlines sports. Center. But I think just, like, more of the behind-the-scenes is where it's going to be.
2: Do you think... Let's... Who do you have him? I mean, because I have him mocked to the the Miami Dolphins.
1: I have him mocked. No, the thing is, I have him mocked ahead of Justin Herbert. Okay. But I just think Herbert is going to have more NFL success. All right. So, I have him mocked to Miami as well. Okay.
2: Fine. So, you have him mocked to Miami. You think Ryan Fitzpatrick gives two craps about what Tua's parents got to say? No. You think Devontae Parker cares? No,
1: I don't and, think and any of them actually. Care. They're going
2: to make fun of I Tua like, think... yo, Tua, yeah. why don't you step your game up? Yeah, and what
1: is he going to do, do in response win win to that ball. is what I'm not so you, sold on. So
2: you really question, wow, I, this is the first time I've heard this argument, which is. Wow, it really makes me think, look at things a little bit differently because if that's an issue, mm-hmm. that can definitely bring a, an end. A, it, it's a. It's something you don't want to
1: have in your locker room. Yeah, exactly. That that's what I'm saying. It's not something that's going to be, like, the biggest make-or-break thing. But at the same time, if it becomes an issue, then it's going to stay an issue. And, team, and like, people are – it's not just going to get resolved immediately either. True. It's either going to get resolved with a trade or a benching or right. something like that. And I'm not saying, like, I still think – like, you, you put the tape on and you mm-hmm. watch the games. Tua is a fantastic player. He is, a, he is a. I was going to say his anticipation. His arm strength, I think, but like we've talked about, it, he doesn't have the best arm strength, but I think that's w- overblown because of the way today's NFL is played. Yeah, you don't need
3: the arm strength.
1: Exactly. Like mm-hmm. When he has that anticipation and when he can zip the ball the way he can, then I think he's going to be a f- perfectly fine player if it all works out for him correctly. So – I think the injury is more of a concern okay. to me than the, than the leadership aspect, uh-huh. but I do think that they are both concerns.
2: And that makes it enough for him to be in your, in your rankings, under. So it's more like Tua has so much baggage that yeah. we're going to put okay. him under. Yeah, I was going right. to say, I, okay. and the thing is,
1: I really do actually love Herbert though too. You, like I actually do really like Herbert. Which is something I'm sure I'll have to explain as well. Yes.
2: Can you please? I know you're talking a lot. No, no, no. I <laughs> like to listen to
1: this. <laughs> because Herbert, I just feel like – so he had – what was he? Three and a half-ish year starter
0: Because he started like half of his freshman
2: – he started the last two. Years and he yeah. could have come out last
0: year. Yeah, exactly. Top,
2: top 15 pick. And last year he – li- he literally came back to college yeah. because – I think his completion percentage two years in the 2018 season was like about 56%. Yep, and now and, and
1: then he brought it back up. Yes. He, he was up over 60% this year. Yes, he was. Clearly like and the thing is he's not making I feel like he's not making the same throws or he's not throwing the same passes because he's not running the same offense that a Tua was Different, running or that a Joe Burrow. It's a, he he's driving it more down the field I think so, which to me comps him more so to like what a Josh Allen was coming out. Mhm. And I don't think Herbert has the same athleticism. I do think Herbert's a very athletic guy. But more accurate. Yeah, I was going to say he has way more accurate. I think him right now has more accuracy than Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And that's what Josh Allen having two years of NFL experience. Right. And I think the, like, I mean, the biggest concern with Allen, I mean, with uh, Herbert, mm-hmm. like, what would you say his biggest concern is?
2: I think he holds on to the ball too much.
1: Okay. All right. I
2: just watched the Utah game, the okay. Pac-12 championship. Game. And by the way,
1: you taught badass
0: defense. Yes. You taught a badass defense.
2: Yes, but man, like a lot of those plays were mm-hmm. made with his feet. Yep, Similar for sure. to Josh Allen. So for if he's sure. not as athletic as Josh Allen, how yeah. does that translate into the NFL? When throws are just open. Yeah.
1: I don't think that he is, for one, I think he's automatically, whichever team he walks, like I, I don't know about you, I have him mocked to the Chargers. Okay. I just think, because, I mean, part of it has to do with the fact that he's a West Coast kid. Yeah. And I just want to see him stay on the West Coast. He's
2: got weapons. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, like, when he goes to the league, he's going to have better weapons. Because, to me, his weapons at Oregon were so... So I, I know they had the one kid, Johnson, Jalen Johnson, I think. He's not. But he I, that's what I'm saying. He's the best weapon he had, right. and he's still not, like... Right. I mean, he's not talked about in... I don't even know if he's draft eligible, but, yeah, he's not. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but, I mean, still, I don't think he's going to be, like... A t- a, first-round pick or anything like had that. Had an amazing
2: offensive line, though,
1: yeah, Yes. Uh, what's, what's the left tackle? I don't uh, know his
2: name, but they're God, saying that he's, he's a, a, he's a, he's, he's a top-five pick. As right you say,
1: here. he's a no-doubt, no-brainer top-five pick oh, next uh-huh. year. I think he's committed – I saw something. It was like midway through the year. He had played like 20 games in his career, committed like two penalties. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely played with a strong line, mm-hmm. had a strong running game, mm-hmm. um, which I think actually helped him – or which – yeah which did it, help him
2: he, he helped the team yeah. but what killed it's it didn't let me see
1: what he really is yes and i think there were certain situations where they took the where they took the handcuffs off of him mm-hmm. but but i don't think the handcuffs were on him because of his limitations as a player i feel like it had more to do with mario cristobal his philosophy and his system of wanting to win the trenches than win the game but, and then
2: how can i evaluate you
1: that's true. No, that's, that's and a that's fair point. that's my biggest concern. That's a fair like, point. No,
2: he's good. It's just the system. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but I, I don't know what he can do. Very true. And when I have seen, so one of the games that I watch him play as well was the Washington game. Okay. I just felt that he kept holding on to the ball, and then he would scramble. He would hold on and scramble. He yep. wouldn't get rid of the football. And I... I In the NFL, man, you've got to get rid of the football. You're not going to run out of bounds.
1: I think he'll be able to with better – like I said, I think he's going to go to a team that has a really really good receiving core Mm -hmm. in L.A. And when he does that and he's throwing to Keenan Allen – Yeah. Or he's throwing 50-50 balls to Mike Williams. Which automatically turn into 70-30 balls.
2: But he needs an offensive one that can block for
1: him. Yeah, and and the Chargers by no means have that. Yeah, Which is very true. I
2: like Eckler a lot. I like Allen a lot. I like Williams a lot. I I like Hunter Henry a lot. Yep. Henry, I'm sorry, not Henry. Yeah, no, no, you're good. But they need to improve that offensive line. For sure. With the remaining other
1: picks. For sure, for sure. And I agree with that. And I feel like if they are able to do that, then i think that herbert will be a very good quarterback very very quickly
2: okay then the, you know you talked about leadership with Tua. A, one of the knocks on him was that's what i thought leadership. you
1: that's what i thought you were going to say you know? was the leadership no, was the, big... the, the
2: because as the more i listen to him and he huh? has come out into a few pods Th- that's what i was
1: going to say is like the more i listen to him i, I actually like really a, like him
2: he even said i talk too much when i get excited yeah
1: People can't shut me up yeah um
2: i don't have a problem the only the only time i would have a problem is if he didn't go yeah. Antonio Brown type yeah, Or yeah. Chad Johnson type Give me the ball Give me the ball You're not getting me the ball But I mean
1: Those guys are going to be Problems with 90% of the quarterbacks That they play But with.
2: some quarterbacks Can handle it better than others And for, for sure. a smart guy for Like sure. Justin Herbert uh-huh. who's like And I think Herbert He just wants to play football He just wants to play football. I think
1: Herbert's going to Fall more into the mm-hmm. Like, if you, as long as you put the right stuff around him, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't by any ma- by any means think that he's going to become one of the top five quarterbacks in the league or anything like that. No. I don't think any of the quarterbacks in this draft, I guess two, I would say, has the best potential to do that. Mm-hmm. But even I don't think he's going to do it. Um, think you, you think he'll be a top five quarterback? Yes. Like, okay, like five, like the five best quarterbacks, he's going to be in that group. Like one, two, three, four, or five. Yeah
2: because Brady's going to be gone at some point. Um, he's what? not even well, a top I was going to say now. he's a top 5 quarterback right now. But uh, I mean
1: like think about he... think about your top 5 right now. Mahomes Is yeah, he, he's listening. in there. Okay, Mahomes. Um Russell Wilson Sure. Who else do you have in your top 5? Cuz I can't really think of mine. Man, I, top. I, I I I don't have Lamar Jackson prepare... in my top 5. I'm going to be Yeah, I know this is kind of on the fly.
2: I think Lamar, Deshaun Watson, Okay, absolutely. Yep, yep. Um I you don't
0: think he's in that group right now, too? I don't honestly.
1: I mean, I'll just have to see how he adjusts to the NFL locker room, how the NFL lifestyle. Okay. I think he'll have the biggest adjustment of those top three guys. I'll okay. say, as far as adjusting, which is funny because he probably played with the most NFL talent out of the three. I,
2: I don't think so. I think he's a plug and play guy.
1: Okay. No, I and think. This is that's my. I think they are gonna plug and play him, but I'll just be interested to see how he reacts, I how think he responds. He plays really Okay. That's that'd, just me. That would be interesting. Down. I mean, hey, look. He's a big game. As I said before, I will eat crow if I am wrong on the guy. Okay. okay. I'll be the first to admit it, but I just think that Justin Herbert is going to have a better NFL career probably than Tua.
2: So we, we flipped two and three, right? Yep. Uh, who do you have a four?
1: Uh, I have Jacob Eason from ah, Washington. So
2: this is the, the fun just keeps starting because I have Jordan Love, but.
1: I just can't. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just really truly, like, I'm not even going to lie. I've struggled to even watch mm-hmm. Love okay. because I really don't feel like I can evaluate him properly okay. because most of the game, like, the biggest game, the only game that I've really watched from him start to finish was that LSU game mm-hmm. where his team was completely overmatched. And ugly. Yeah, exactly, and it looked ugly. And I just think Jacob Eason has a better chance of being a – of being a... First off, I think Jacob Beeson's more NFL-ready right yes, now. Yes, 100%. So, um, but I do think that Love has the talent. But I think there are too many ifs with Love.
2: I think the thing with Love is this. His ceiling mm-hmm. is out the roof. No doubt. But his floor, is, be, is it's beneath
1: the base. I was going to say, you got to dig a hole in the ground <laughs> to exactly. find his floor. No doubt. And
2: in the first round... Mm-hmm. Especially towards the the latter part of the first round. Yep. Sometimes you just got to take the guy based, based on traits. No doubt. He has the big arm. Yes, he, he does. He had a phenomenal season in 2018. Yes, he did. You know? So you want to talk about a guy like Joe Burrow that had one big season of production, yep, right? Yep. I
1: was going to say Jordan Love the same way, but would, just a would, different year. So
2: my question to you becomes, if we flip those seasons, if we flip 2018 and 2019, yeah. for both Burrow and Love, mm-hmm. who would we be talking about?
1: Probably Love. So yeah, we're definitely probably hey, be talking look, he about lost look.
2: all this stuff. Pretty much, Eric yeah. say he coach lost Carter, a bunch.
1: He lost a bunch.
2: New head coach, uh-huh. new system. Yep. If I can bring this guy, and I don't think he should go to a team that is quarterback needy.
1: Yeah, he for needs sure. to go to a team where he can go and learn and be
2: stashed. And I think I can develop this guy into a, a perennial all pro. The difference between me and Eason, to me, Eason is a career backup. backup. Okay. And why would I nominally take take a career back up if I know I can develop this guy to be a parental law pro?
1: But can you? Like, do you know you can develop him to but be a But if I parent? can,
2: that's fine. At least I tried to have. That's at true. At least I brought in a guy. I think
1: Jacob Beeson definitely has the higher floor. Way higher floor. Oh, absolutely. But he has a way lower ceiling, you for sure. You can
2: say that for other guys mm-hmm. that are behind, yeah. in my opinion. You can probably say that to, to for Jen, from, Jake Frum. Jake yep. Frum might have probably has a higher floor. Yep. Than than Jordan
0: Love,
2: mm-hmm. maybe even Jalen Hurts has a higher floor.
0: I wouldn't wow. say that. I we wouldn't would say that. We'll, we'll get yeah. down there. Yeah,
2: but the problem is his floor is too low. And then I think that's why NFLs. Yeah, you got to that's what that's
0: what
1: scares me off of it. But
2: that's what you got to take into consideration. Is the ceiling? The ceiling can be a guy
3: like Burrow, Tua.
1: You know who I see though? Like yeah. when I look at a Love type, yeah. the type of guy who I want to who I look at. Athletic guy with a uh-huh. big arm who, if he can get developed right, uh-huh. I just look at guys like a Jake Locker, yeah, or like uh, like I mean, how many times have we have they been burned on guys with the big arm, the super athletic guy with the big arm who we get him in our team and we'll be fine? Like how many of those guys really end up working yeah, out?
2: But those guys also were playing in, in the NFL.
0: That's true. That's in the, very in the, true.
2: In the, in the old NFL, you brought in a guy and like you're gonna throw 50-50 balls or else you're not successful. Yeah. Now you're bringing guys like Jimmy G, Mm -hmm. and you scheme receivers open, and you make Jimmy G look not that bad. Yeah, that's true. But I don't want
1: to take a guy who's not that bad.
2: Right. But if you like, if I'm gonna
1: go not that bad, then I'd rather have a Jacob Eason not that bad than a Jordan Love not that bad.
2: I'm taking Jordan Love if I can gamble on him and develop him. Okay. If I need a backup quarterback, yeah. I'd go Jacob Eason. Yeah, I yeah. think
1: it completely depends on the team. Absolutely. It and completely team's depends on the team. 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 Yeah. yeah. If and you're if you're in dire need of a quarterback, you probably go Eason or even From. Yeah. I would say. But if you need if you can take your time, then I'd say you would go with a Love. Yes, for sure.
2: You're absolutely right. And I will be honest, Jacob Eason is, is, is in the second round.
1: Yeah, no. Jacob Eason's a second round guy for me as well.
2: I the, think what bothers people about Jordan Love is that he's num- not only being mocked in the first round, but he's top being mocked 10. as a top ten. Yeah. Or I don't. The, I don't uh, think
1: there's any chance he could do that. I
2: think that's the
1: issue. Yeah. That. That. Yeah. That probably could play part of why I'm not the biggest fan of his. You need some coffee, man? Nah. <laughs> hey, man. I'm good. I'm good. I am good. All good right. Um What other quarterbacks? Any other? Any other quarterbacks you wanted to hit on?
2: Look, man. I will just be honest. I- I like Jalen Hurts.
1: Really? Like like him as what, though?
2: As a guy that I'm going to bring in. Okay. And I'm going to see what he's got. And I really feel like if I put him in the right system, yeah. he can really be a hell of a player. Like a Pro Bowl type of player.
1: At the quarterback position? At the quarterback position. Wow. I don't see...
2: I know you're going to tell me about the inaccurate throws. Yeah, he's not very accurate.
1: Like, my thing is you either need to have the accuracy, which I don't think he has. Right. And I don't think he's really, like, I don't know why, but, like. Don't it, tell me he's not a playmaker, man. No, nah, he is. Now, that's the he's thing. He is, is a playmaker. He, he is a playmaker.
2: He couldn't throw the ball. He improved. He showed improvement in Oklahoma, right? But it seems like everybody that goes to Oklahoma shows improvement when they throw the ball. I I, I mean, I was gonna say the thing (laughs) is like,
1: did he improve or did he just go into something that Lincoln Riley schemes guys wide the hell open?
2: Why are you telling me then that why can the same thing happen in the NFL where you can get schemed up?
1: Because you're not playing Big Twelve defenses on Sundays. Uh, True. I watch that. You're not playing. i was gonna say you're not playing Texas Tech. (laughs) I promise you Kansas
3: State's
2: (laughs) 11
1: 11 on defense is not going to be lining up against the Miami Dolphins on Sundays.
2: I'm not saying that he's a first or a
1: second-round pick. I I could see him being a – if you take him on day three, then I'll be happy. And I think that he can be a guy who can develop into something. I don't know what that is, but he can be – like, I'll say this. I think if he's a guy, he can do more than just be your number two or number three quarterback. Right. Like, I don't know what – capacity he can get on the field but i think you can get him on the field like he's not going to be a guy who is a backup quarterback and then you look up after four years and he hasn't taken a single snap or done a single thing right and then you have no idea what to do with right i think he's a guy who who will get some type of rep at some point in his in his rookie deal
2: so there there's a lot of teams that i think can can look for a guy like Jinder. Okay. I mean, you know, so we'll, we'll go. I mean, we can go over it now. Look, Pittsburgh. Why not?
1: Yeah, Third I could actually see Allen. the thing is I would actually see a team like New England actually taking him, because I think the way Belichick's mind is, like uh-huh. the way his like you remember when Belichick got uh, Tim Tebow and they were like, oh, he's gonna use Tim Tebow in all you these just ways. Bring him in and cut him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Jalen. I think Jalen Hurts is actually gonna be the true version of what they thought that a Tim Tebow could be. Okay. As far as like using him. Different facets, different type of packages, things like that. Why not the Cowboys? Yeah, no, I mean he he will be able to run the same type of system because I think he's a similar quarterback to Dak Prescott, which says a lot that I don't like Jalen Hurts because I'm not really the biggest Dak Prescott right. fan either. But it's all about the system. Yeah. You have
2: to bring him into a-
1: Hey, first virtual virtual interview in the NFL for the NFL draft this year uh-huh. was Jerry Jones interviewing Jalen Hurts. Wow. So, oh, I did not know. There's that. a little there's a little nugget there for you. you go. There's wow. a little nugget Insider for you. Insider
2: over here. That's why I'm getting
1: paid the big money, man. That's <laughs> I why I'm getting thought
2: the you bunch. didn't no, I thought you're not going to bring no urge bombs. Nah.
1: So. <laughs> No, nah, that's my only one. That's my only one for today. I just had to show off. I had to show off no, one.
2: I, I just like him because after that, after the guys that we've talked about. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're getting into. Anthony Gordon. Yeah,
2: no. yeah, I mean. No, don't tell me that he's Gardner Mintrew, right? You're yeah. just saying that because pass. they both went to the same school. I'll pass. Nate Stanley. Iowa. God, I'm done with no. those Iowa quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I was so, used to be so high on them. Who's yeah. the guy that plays for the 49ers now? Uh
1: CJ Beathard. Yeah, man. Yeah.
2: Third round. And then. God, I got Cole McDonald here. Yeah, from Hawaii. Yeah, he's in there. But Montez <laughs> from Colorado. Steven Montez. He's yeah, got, he's got a nice. Arm. I mean, that's
1: the thing. Like, I don't think once you get past. Like, I think Hertz is the ceiling or is the basement of the guys who is, like, actually has a chance to actually become something uh-huh. other than just a career backup.
2: Okay, the only guy that we didn't talk about that actually beat out Jacob Eason and mm. beat out... Joseph Jake, Crum, Jake yeah. Crum, I just don't like the like, arm he Like, can he yeah. drive the ball?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. You
2: can be open, but if you can't drive that football... I, I think
1: he's not really, like, a... He's probably the one guy on this list who would benefit more from playing in the NFL 20 years ago. True. Because like he's just like a hand it off, like manage the game type Pennington. of. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, not biggest, that's not the biggest diss in the world, by the way. He had, Chad back. Pennington had a long NFL career and, and made some, made some money.
2: You know he used to drive a Toyota Camry?
1: I don't know too much about <laughs> Chad Pennington, but I definitely didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know bro, that he played
2: for the Dolphins. He showed really? you know he used to drive a Toyota Camry. Hey, let us to the playoffs. I don't
1: know how that if that makes me like him more or less. Like I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about that one.
2: No, but uh, look, it, it's just the arm strength, the arms. But he is a, probably a guy that will probably be in the NFL for like 18 years. Because yeah. he's a good guy to bring into your quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Very I was going to say, very
1: smart. Leadership. He has good leadership. Exactly. Like, so, he didn't beat out Eason and Justin Fields for no reason. Exactly. Like, clearly, he has some talent and he has the ability to win. Exactly. So,
2: so yeah, yeah, I
1: could easily see him being a. Uh, who was the guy who was like a. Uh, he was a backup for the Chargers for literally like 10 to 12 years. Recently? Uh, yeah, he just retired like maybe a couple years ago. Charlie Whitehurst.
2: Wow, oh, he was in the league for a long like, time. Like that's what I'm
1: saying. Guy who you <laughs> really don't realize yeah, right? think so for yeah, a long Guy time. who you really don't realize is in the league forever, but then you like, hey, you get the announcement that he retired after 15 years and it's like, wow. So yeah, I definitely think Fromm will be a guy who um
2: he's your Glennon.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean Glennon. I mean I think he'll have a chance probably at at some point he'll have a chance to be like a transition type of quarterback kind of in that Tyrod Taylor mode, or like you said, Mike Glennon, to where a team is like, know eh, what the hell, we're trying to get a high pick anyway. Let's just give this guy a flyer and see if he can do something. I
2: don't think he goes that far. I think he's more of yeah, like like
1: just a backup to a really good quarterback. Yeah, oh
2: my knee hurt. Yeah. All right, Jake, let's go out there and yeah. see what you got, bro. Yep,
1: yeah, go um, run, go, go go hand these two pat or hand hand off these two yeah. balls real quick, and, and then see he, if you can complete some on third down. If
2: he something in that role, yeah. that's when I think he becomes because those all of these transitional guys were some showed point, something
1: at a much li- more limited level. Exactly, yeah. they
2: showed something, and they're like, you know what, no, yeah. he can win three or four like Kyle Allen.
1: I was gonna say I could kind of see Allen. him being a Kyle Allen type just because. He's like a win- like he's a winner. Right. I could see him leading a team in like four victories out of six games, and then it seems like hey, he won four out of six. Let's give him a shot. Yeah, and, something like that. And being
2: a quarterback, it's great because yeah. giving him a shot means millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. Just... That means probably if you're really giving a guy a shot, that probably means close to ten million minimum. Right. So. So. Yeah, I, I would not mind getting a shot at that point. So, I think uh, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this part one. Wow. What loved it okay all right yeah so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this part one uh we are gonna be back with a part two here momentarily but uh thank you guys for listening and we hope you enjoy part two as well